You're listening to another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. I am your host, Edgar Otraves, and today on the show, I have a special guest, Mr. Sid Strong, and he's going to help us today with a retrospective on the movie Above the Law, directed by Andrew Davis, also written by Andrew Davis, and it stars Steven Seagal, Pam Greer, Henry Silva, Sharon Stone, and Ron Dean. Now, if you're new to the show and you want to find out more about us, you can go to our website, theflowroadpodcast.com. There you'll see all the information you can find about us, but we also have selected playlists for you to listen to. Some of the themes that we tackle on the show are jujitsu, movie reviews, and retrospectives. So if you're looking for more content just like this, you can head over to our website and find a playlist just for you. Now, I got to admit, when Sid asked that he wanted to do a retrospective on this movie... You know, I was a little excited, then I watched the movie, and then I kind of lost, <laughs> I was kind of worried. But once we got to the show and Sid started talking, man, I was surprised. Uh, I like this movie. I didn't know I liked this movie. I, I like this movie. Now, I do have to say, though, that if you want to watch this movie above the law, make sure you listen to this podcast before you actually watch that movie. And that's the first time I ever gave that warning. But if you want to go in fresh, I promise you, you're probably not going to like it because it doesn't hold up well. So listen to this podcast, then go watch that movie. All right. But if you don't want any spoilers, then you can go ahead and, and uh, make the choices you need to make. But you've been warned. So we really ran over. We just started jumping all over the place. So I'm going to try to stay on topic and split it up into two pieces. So you will catch the first part, which is just above the law, and the next part about all, you know, the nonsense we talked about afterwards. So listen to part one, part two coming soon. So without further ado, on with the show. He had so much power and nobody would oppose him. Right. right it's it's right. what we're talking about. He doesn't have real friends. Real friends are important, man. Right, you, yeah. need, you need real people, real friends in your life. But yeah. any, anyway, before we get going any further, uh, let me let me open the show. All so right. uh, welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Otraves. And today on the show, I have my good friend, Sid Strong. He's come back, yo. Uh, so and today we're going to be doing a retrospective of Above the Law, the Steven Seagal movie made back in here. Let me. I was ready. I swear I was ready. <laughs> yeah, it was made back in 1988, rated R, an hour and a half. Director Andrew Davis, mm-hmm. writers Andrew Davis, Steven Seagal, Steven Pressfield. Steven Pressfield's on this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it stars Steven Seagal, Pam Greer, Henry Sil- uh, Silva, and I believe Sharon Stone's on this as well. Yes, yep, yep. Sharon Stone, yeah, yep. So there's some interesting <laughs> names on there. Yeah, so anyway, you shot me a text, and I remember you shot me this text, and you're like, hey, man, let's do let's do a retrospective on Above the Law. And I'm like, hell yeah. You yeah, know, like, because yeah. there's like, there's, there's like a good four or five movies yeah. early in Steven Seagal's career that were fire yes. at the time, right? I would say Above the Law, Out for Justice. Out for Justice, <laughs> Mark for Death. Yeah, Mark for Death. And even, then Under Siege. Even Under Siege, yes. Under which, Siege. Which was also directed by Andrew Davis. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He directed that. Let me see. Well, I, see, I don't know this cat, Andrew Davis. Let me see. Well, he's and, a Chicago director. Uh, uh, he did that The Fugitive. Ex- okay. Oh, uh, The Fugitive is good. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's the reason I like it. You know, and, you know, being in film, you know, doing st- stuff off and on, I like the way he uses Chicago. He makes Chicago a character. 
Yes. Yeah. I loved every every shot in this movie because it was almost entirely outside. Yeah. There, was, yeah. there wasn't there wasn't a moment where I mean, there was very few moments where I was like, that's not Chicago. Right. You right. Know? I, I swear. I think every every shot was in Chicago and it was not just it's it's not 2023 Chicago. No, it's, it's old dirty rough hard chicago <laughs> yes dude they were running around in the fulton market and shit yeah, at the yeah. market. and i'm like oh shit and and the funny thing is is uh my parents on the grocery store i would hit the the meat the the meat market yeah, for, yeah. for the grocery store and even looking at this movie because when i was you know messing around in the meat market it was like late 90s right yeah 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 I recognize some stuff, but even then looking at the movie, I'm like, damn, this is even older than the shit that I remember. Yeah. 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 If you look at the cityscape now in that movie, so many more buildings are built. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it was hard. And I think that's the point I like about, I like the new Chicago now, Mm -hmm. but I think people have forgotten about how raw and gritty it really used to be. It's, it's a blue collar city man it's a hard working a meat packing plant you know building mm-hmm. war stuff during the wartime you know it's um it's it's lost a little bit of that uh i think there's uh i mean don't get me wrong it's there's still a lot of blue collar people here because you have to have that blue collar to balance oh, yeah. out just the people that you have right yeah. you need garbage men you need meat packers you need all these jobs right yeah and the you know fulton market really got highlighted here and especially in the beginning uh, in this movie. And it's funny cause he's running around in the main street, that main Fulton area. <laughs> and it just brought back memories. And I'm like, wow, look at that. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, dude. There's something about nostalgia, right? Cause like I look at it, I'm like, wow, look at all that. That's crazy. All oh, that's cool. But yeah. I hated going there, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there's nothing around there. You know, now yeah. it's, it's glitzy. It's, it's, you know, this, cool look you know it's uh you know they've taken all those old factory places and turn them into like high-end lofts now you know yeah. with nosebleed prices you know it's amazing yeah yeah and yeah. they got and they got these nice restaurants in that area too oh, yeah. like yeah, really all- really like nice and some of them are chic some of them are like i don't know uh uh uh, what's what's the term uh hipster like oh yeah you yeah know? yeah they got nobu now there no nobu is in a hotel you know that's the Robert De Niro backed, I think it's some other celebrity with some it's sushi, you know, but it's like overpriced, but it's supposed to be good. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, oh yeah. yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It's, um, yeah, let's, well, let's, uh, what do you, how do we begin? Okay. You know? So here we'll, um, so usually what I do with the reviews, I try to break down the, I try to summarize mm-hmm. the movie, uh, within the first 10 minutes. Okay. Or, or just like 10 minutes, try to do a 10, 20 minute summary. I don't mm-hmm. know if we can do that with this because this, the, the plot is really simple. Yeah. Let me give it a shot and then we can we can just color it as we go. Because, okay. I mean, people probably haven't seen this movie in a long time. Oh, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So we can straight break it down as we go. And, okay. and feel free to jump in as okay. we get as we get going or even take over as we tell the story because a lot of times i go over things and i forget stuff right yeah, yeah. so if there's an important plot point that you want to point out make sure you jump in so okay so the movie starts off with steven seagal and sharon stone baptizing a baby mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and my wife is watching with me by the way and okay. so she's like whose baby is that 
And I'm like, I think it's theirs. You know, like yeah, I, th- yeah. I thought that was pretty clear. But, you know, I've seen the movie before. She's never seen it. And she's right. like, are you sure? I, I, is he the godfather? I'm like, I think that's his baby. And right. then he, he kisses the baby. And I'm like, yeah, right. you see, that's his baby. Yeah. I don't know if the godparents would actually kiss my baby if they were <laughs> baptizing my baby. <laughs> so he baptizes his baby. And there's this big scene in this church. Where is that church, by the way? Do you know? It's over on the west side. I think that's the same church they use for that. Um, oh, I, I'm seeing uh, Richard Gere with... Um, the uh, first one's Australian guy, and then Edward Norton. Edward Norton, yeah, yeah. So that's the one. Uh, was it not? It wasn't the accused. That was when Richard Gere played a lawyer, and then supposedly Richard Norton murdered a priest, and and then he had multiple personalities. But I think it's the same church. Um, Edward Norton had multiple personalities. Are yeah, you, in that in this that is movie, not, it's not Fight Club. It's not Fight Club. No, it's a Richard Gere, but he was a uh, supposed to play an altar boy. He, oh, is it young. Primal Fear? I think, yeah, Primal Fear, yeah. 1996 Primal Fear. So that was the church they used in that movie, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking for the name of this church. It's St. Mary's of Angels on Cortland and Hermitage, built in the 1920s. Like, I was trying to, like, figure out where that was in the city. I could have sworn it. It may have been, like, South Loop because there's a church or actually just west of, of the Loop. There's yeah, a church yeah. over there, and I thought maybe it was that church, but I remember looking at the scenery. I mean, like, there isn't a yard, or there isn't, like, like a street like that, you know? But yeah. Again, so Steven Seagal, who is playing um, – Steven Seagal, who is playing Nico Toscani. Yes. Is former CIA, right? Yes. Yeah. I actually, let me go back, because the movie actually starts with, a, with, a, with, like, a montage of him – kicking the shit up out of a bunch of Japanese guys right. in a dojo. And he was like instructing and teaching Akito. And I guess during that scene, at one point, uh, he got approached by the CIA. Right, right. Yep. And then they recruited him to be part of the CIA just because he knows Akito. Stuff, yeah, yeah. That was during war, uh, the Vietnam War. But um, that is a true thing that does happen. I have been in bars... And, you know, I just talk with people knowledgeable about different stuff, you know, gift the gap. And that has happened with me where someone's like, well, I work for the agency. You would be a good person. I think that could get not Jason Bourne stuff. They get they have someone else for that. But someone that can get in close with someone and get someone's confidence who's normally trying to get a, uh, who's upset with their government or whatever or uh-huh. corporation, maybe to get inside information. He was like, when we're looking for people like that, I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I'm good. I, you no, know. dude, you should have yeah. said yes. Are, are you undercover right now? Are you no, trying to no. infiltrate this podcast? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but yeah, that stuff that that happens. Um, it happened twice. Another one was um, that was not DOJ. What was that? Uh, it's one of the contractors, government contractor mm. uh, companies. Uh, not a Blackwater, but someone like like a Blackwater. I can't think of the name because there's so many different names. You're I've probably better it. off. You're better off yeah, not just, naming yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 name any of these guys. Right, yeah, we don't. Next thing you know, this podcast is whacked. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, all of a sudden, I got some men's shoes and shit. <laughs> but yeah, some of this stuff is it's real. It's mm-hmm. it's uh it's scary out there. But but when they show that footage, that's I think his dojo. Oh, that was his dojo in Japan? 
Yeah, yeah, and that you know, and that's what kind of made him popular in Hollywood is that he was a Jap. I mean, he was a not Japanese, but a a, a Westerner who had a dojo, but he had married into it because he married uh, the Akito lady. I've seen her on Japanese television. Oh, really? And uh, she's little. She has a daughter too. His daughter actually was in a movie with Michelle Gondry. It was something called. Uh, it was like a multi-story. Japanese movie kind of like you know telling all these different small stories or whatever I think in the story in that movie she turns into a chair some type of weird metaphoric type of thing it sounds like a student art film yeah it is very artsy you know it's <laughs> Michelle Gondry you know so uh, dude so he's had a few spouses he's had I can't pronounce some of these names Idrin Tuya yeah. Batsuk uh, back in 2000 to the present, that they have one child. Damn, this guy has fathered a lot of kids. Oh, yeah. Kelly yeah. LeBrock, yeah. married between 1987 to 1996. Divorced now. They got three children. He had a wife, Adrian uh, La Russa, uh, 1984 to 1987. Annulled. And then there was Miyako Fujitani. Yeah. Uh, and he was married with her from 74 to 87. And they had two kids. Yeah, yeah. So this guy's got like five kids, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she came from a family of Aikido people. So he married into her and became one of those big, you know, Aikido guys. And and that's what gave me the idea, like, hey, let's do this podcast because I just happened to see a thing on uh, Joe Rogan <clears throat> had a clip. And he was talking about the he showed a footage. It was black and white. It was grainy of him doing Aikido. But he was not using as much force. It was it was doing his super prime. This is before he hit Hollywood. Yeah. And he was just flipping people. And you could just see like how he is now. Like, you know, I'm Hollywood now. I don't have to put all that effort. But when they were first filming that, he just wanted you to know how badass he was. And he was tearing it up. I was just like, wow. But yeah. I mean, that stuff that he was doing in that movie looks legit. Yeah. 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 I mean, and some of it might be applicable, but not all of it, man. Like oh you, no, 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 no! You try to do that stuff in the UFC, you're gonna get, <laughs> you're gonna get jacked, man. Because I mean, yeah. you know, it's funny too. Because my son and I were, he was watching it too, and he was sitting there, and he was, he was like, "Why don't anybody try to actually take him down? <laughs> like, yeah. just shoot on him." And yeah. I'm like, and, uh, and I was like, "Don't do that to me right now, son. I'm, right, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. concentrating here. I'm trying to watch. <laughs> I'll sit there and 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 break apart Akito, you know." So the the way the story breaks out is he's you know he goes to CIA, you know, doing stuff, and they show the clips because my son actually was watching it too, and he's seven. He stepped away when the stuff with the the hands and people flipping, and he just like he doesn't like people getting hurt. Oh, okay. But they had the scene with the girl from Vietnam that got hit with the napalm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a true story. And I'm like, that girl, that woman now, because she's a grown woman, she lives and she's healed and everything. But Oh, that's just, for real. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was real footage. Yeah, yeah. That was real news footage, real, that they put in there. Jesus. Yeah, that's from uh, the carpet bombing and the napalm in the, the, the village. But yeah, she had the, her clothes burned off on her and she was just running. And uh, I did see an, a retrospect on her not that long ago. I would say 10 years ago. But, yeah, she, you know, she's older woman, you know, probably in her 50s, 60s now. And, uh, yeah, she's got family. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think she lives in the U.S. too now, you know, wow. so <laughs> if I'm wow. not mistaken. That's nuts, man. Yeah. Dude, 
that's crazy because sometimes you don't really think about that that footage they put out right it's just like oh it's just footage you know they got it from something else but you don't think about the stories that are actually involved in some of those oh yeah some of those footages but but yeah so yeah. then like after that they get yeah he goes off to the to like you said he was off on the military exercises or stuff mm -hmm. and missions and uh, this is the part I didn't completely understand. And some of the, there's, and I think, uh, I don't know if it's uh, due to the writing or just my inability to understand what's going on in the scene, mm -hmm. but they had, he has a falling out with the people that he was with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I wasn't clear on as to why. I mean, I know that there were bad guys. You got the impression that there were bad guys. Yeah. But it was lost on me why he ended up leaving and why they let him leave. You know, like, why didn't these guys just shoot him and the friend that was protecting him? I think his friend was able to cover up that he's not going to say anything. He just wanted out. He just didn't like what was what was going on. Mm -hmm. But during the Vietnam War, and this also leads to another movie, uh, what you call that? American Gangster. Mm. They were moving heroin out of Vietnam. Oh. And in that character, that's. Denzel Washington. So the CIA was involved with that. They were moving drugs and stuff around. And that's the reason he didn't want to be a part of it. That's when there's a scene where the guy has a gun, a knife. And he's like, you messing with my opium. And that's why he's like, who are these guys? I, I didn't want to get out of it. But they were making a deal. So with different countries that America was coming into, they were going to extract the drugs out of it and, and make money off that. And they get a cut of it. And this guy was the main guy moving the product. And then America got a cut of that uh -huh. so that also leads into like in real life you probably heard the rapper known as rick ross yeah i know that guy okay right 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 <laughs> but he's actually based off a real guy that did work for the cia who was a blood and they helped so-called fund the drug war through drug money mm. and that was what the narco wars and stuff were going on and because america didn't want to pay for it but then they brought those drugs to oakland they needed someone to move it and they were making money hand over fist. And that's in a movie called Kill the Messenger. That's a Jeremy Renner movie. And that is based on a true story about a guy who opens this case up that the CIA was moving drugs in to pay for stuff. Dude, I haven't seen that. That sounds badass. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That, so Steven Seagal writing about that early and now all the stuff you're knowing now, uh -huh. you know, from various other movies, you go like, oh, there, there's some there's some truth into this. You know, yeah. you, you know, CIA keeps popping up. Uh, Made in America. Tom Cruise, you know, he was flying stuff back and forth. He get arrested. Who bails him out? CIA. That's fucking he was, crazy. He was working for them. Yeah. Yeah. So this is true. So like, that's the weird thing. So he he stands up to these guys because it was early on. It was it was about drugs. Right. You know, but then as the movie progresses, it becomes not about drugs. It, be it becomes about explosives, which right. I got lost. I'm like, well, I thought this was about drugs. <laughs> like, you know, right. So, like, I think that's part of the problem with me in this movie, because when you brought this up, I was like, oh, this movie. Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> this movie. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I should watch it. I don't remember it as well as I used to. And I start watching it. I'm like, there's some plot holes. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm getting lost. What's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It jumps the script a lot. I, cause yeah, it's a, it's a very simple story. And you yeah. know, you know, these Hollywood guys find Steven Seagal, they grab him early and he has this idea of a script, him and the director and another guy break it down. And it's very simple. And so as the movie progresses on 
and is showing the the grittiness of Chicago. So it starts off with the baby christening, and then, um, well, for, yeah, yeah, it, it leads into his whole life, and then he moves here, becomes a cop. You know, talks about how you know uh, he settles down, he gets married, and, and he has his family, but he also comes from a background of his family that are mobsters. I didn't realize that until really? I got older. Yeah. So that's the reason why at the christening, there were policemen on one side, and then there was other people on the other side, because that was the mob side of his family. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Remember when the woman with the wife walks through, like, yeah, this is the partner. This is his partner right here. It's like, man, she could bust me anytime. Cause they were mobsters. His I wife, thought they were just I thought they were just jerks. No, 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 no. They're mobsters. That's the reason later in the movie, I'm jumping now. Uh, yeah, go for they, it. They go stay with him and all those guys are armed. Like his his family or one of his uncles is like a, a made man. So he had extra protection. Holy shit. What movie did you watch? Because that's not the movie I saw. <laughs> that's above the law, man. No, dude. I missed all that. I didn't <laughs> It was never clear. I never, I never understood that. I didn't know that. Yeah, the mobsters. So he, he's a cop, and his family's mobs. Mm-hmm. Part of his family's mob. Yep, yeah. But dude. he's a legitimate cop. Yeah, but he's a legitimate cop. Yep. Oh, dude, I think we have to watch this movie again. It, it's, he's a, it's a very interesting character. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was not clear to me at all. Like I never even got that. I just thought they were Italian jerks. You know, like yep. they're sitting there and they're being very Italian. Oh, and saying all like the craziest things that you probably shouldn't say anymore. Right, right. But but that's the reason why. Yeah, the cop guys on one side were saying stuff, and then the other guys they were there like, oh yeah, over here. Like oh yeah, yeah, I see you. You know, yeah, because. He was like, yeah, yep, yep. Oh, I did see that. I remember that. I thought they were just being jerks to the cops. No. <laughs> this cops versus the mob at the same place. <laughs> Dude, that is wild. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that okay. <laughs> just that scene you're talking about right there could be a movie by itself. Yeah. Well, it's probably more true than you may think, man. You know, I mean. Well, for sure. It has to be. I mean, but like, because I, I had a friend who was Italian to, tell me that, uh, Everybody, every Italian is only removed so much from the mob. Oh, like, yeah. He's, I guess he, he was telling me he was like two generations removed from the mob. Yeah. yeah. But there's everybody's got like, you know, three, four, maybe two, maybe one. Everybody's attached to it somehow. Oh, mafia. yeah. Someone got you a job there and yeah. you're like, well, I need a favor one day. And next thing you know, you get a call at the door. Like, I need this, you know, I need you to help move something. Like, oh, sh- what, what am I moving? Is it alive? <laughs> Is, it dead? Is it dead? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I moving it to? I mean, am I fitting it for concrete shoes? Like, what are right. we doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I know some cats, you know, I've, I've heard some things, you know, I know oh. different cop, cop I know- bars. I've heard some cats too, man. I, I know some cats too, man. Chicago, man. <laughs> Chicago. I mean, there's there's quite a few interesting populations here that are kind of huge. Yeah. Um, there's there's the Latin community. Mm-hmm. There's there's the 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 Polish community and the Italians. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a lot yeah. of those, yeah. and everyone has their own group from the Polish mob down to the 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 cartels. Everyone's mm-hmm. got everyone's got their stuff. Everybody's got their stuff. All of them. All of them. the Mexicans, they got the cartels and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny, but yeah, but that's what that story broke down to. Dude, we could we could write that story. <laughs> we could <laughs> make it a comedy. <laughs> Just straight up, make it a cookout. 
Right. And you got you got you got assholes on one side and fucking cops on the other. Yeah, it's true. That that it's, would be fun, dude. That would yeah. be <laughs> it, it's goofy. It's, it's yeah. some goofy stuff. But here's the other thing. So as the as the story progresses on, then you his partner shows up, which is Pam Greer. Oh, doesn't she look awesome? She does look awesome. Dude, she looks you, I mean, yeah, I know who she is. She's wonderful, man. It was I was like, holy shit. I forgot. I completely forgot because when I watched it, I didn't know who Pam Greer was. And when I saw her, I was like, holy shit. Is that Pam Greer? What is she doing? Yeah. <laughs> Foxy Brown. Dude. Well, yeah. But you know why she's in it. Here's the funny thing. Oh, dude, why? So Andrew Davis got started working on black exportation films. That's where she's from. That's where she got her start. That, that's where she got a start. So it's almost like an homage to a lot of different things that this director guy did back in the day. He's uh-huh. a Chicagoan. He's filming. The, he's using the city as a raw, you know, uh, what do you want to call it? Script. Yeah. Backdrop, whatever. Yeah. Then Character bringing, even, like you said. And even characters. And yeah. then, so Pam Greer, she comes from the ex- black exportation. He worked in that, cut his teeth in that. That's what he got a name for as a camera guy. And, you know, he brings her in. And a lot of the cops that you see in that movie who are helping out, uh, 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 what's his name? Was uh, Steven Seagal mm-hmm. are former actual Chicago PD. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in Blues Brothers. They're also in The Fugitive, which is also shot by Andrew Davis. Um, but yeah, they're all former cops that became actors. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you're blowing up this movie for me, man. <laughs> Because when I watch it, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to talk about this movie. This movie, this movie's hard to watch. No, no, yeah, yeah, dude, I get it. All this backstory, dude. This is amazing. <laughs> I didn't know any of this. Yeah, I mean, I, mean yeah. I knew who Pam Greer is, but I didn't know this guy cut his teeth on. I didn't know the director cut his teeth on black black exploitation movies, man. Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, and the crazy thing, there was a there's a, a history about those movies. As much as, you know, they were lame, you know, it was once again, a CIA guy kicking butt, you know, former ex-soldier, CIA, now he's a drug dealer pimp. Once again, <laughs> you ever notice, like, it's all working together. See, ex-CIA, now he's a pimp drug dealer, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, that they always had that same, like, goofy storyline, but that's actually what saved Hollywood, because those movies were bringing in a lot of um, minorities to watch them, especially, um, and you know who used to always go see those? Um, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino watched everything. But yeah, yeah, he he especially loved some of those black exploitation movies, some of those yeah. really raw, yep. weird movies, like Grindhouse movies, all those things. Well, you know, his mom actually dated Will Chamberlain. What? Yeah, yeah. When she, they'd be going on, they'd be going on a date, and they would, why don't you go and watch the movie? So Lord knows what else was going on. But poor, poor, poor Quentin Tarantino's absorbing the film becoming a film director while his mom was out there dating will chamberlain and stuff yeah yeah she he's one of the one of the numbers she must have been a bad chick wow (laughs) (laughs) wow dude yeah Yeah. dude you're dropping knowledge bombs bro I'm sorry, <laughs> bro. Quit Borg. All I can see is like a fucking seven-year-old Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Don't hurt my mommy. And then he's like right, watching right. TV. Right, right. We're just like, oh, what is this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Hey, mommy, why are you screaming? It's okay. Just watch your TV. Watch your right. movies. Oh, dude, yeah. that's freaking crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, you would think that he wouldn't have to. You see, this is the this is the part of the the story where I kind of get a little confused. It's like, well, if you were with Will Chamberlain. Why is your son end up working at a fucking video store? You know, like you would oh, hope mean, that they would get some kind of money or something. No, no, that was just that was just some I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, maybe she gave her some money, but yeah, you know, he had to figure figure out his own path, which he did. You know, he learned film by just watching film. Yeah. You know, and he was able to jump. I, yeah, jump on. You know what? I I think even now you can still jump into it. I think we blow things up a lot larger than what they really are mm. because of you know. Look at Sylvester. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. He was a former porn star, then former he, boxer as well, and, yeah. and former boxer. And then he wrote the story about what he knew boxing. Yeah. You know, and he pitched the idea. They loved it. He's like, "Well, I got to be in it." You know, and it was like, "No," but he was able to talk them into it. It was a low budget. You know, and it, it made its return back and it made how many sequels? Now we got Creed three or two. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know? yeah, like a hundred movies of these guys. But yeah. like, um, but Sylvester Stallone is a really interesting story, right? Because they, you're right. They didn't want him as the lead character. And right. he was like, no, you need to have me. And they were like, you're too ugly. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, that was the real reason they didn't want him. And he's like, yeah. well, you get, you get the script. and But you have to take me with it, you know? Yeah. And so then they were able to, he was able to like weasel his way in and get it and set up his whole life, man. But oh, I mean, yeah. that shit, that shit is, that shit's still possible. Oh yeah. There's all this. Yeah. My, yeah. my buddy's right out there right now. Um, there's the uh, Oscar week is going on. Oh wow. So he's, he's bumping elbows. You know, I shoot videos, music videos and stuff with him. Uh, he also, I think his composer buddy is also out there too. So, you know, whatever happens, I wish him the best, you know, just, Something small enough you can pull me on. Let me know. I'll... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, so... I'll I'll go help you. Yeah, I have. Well, I mean, you and I have a mutual acquaintance. Everett Downing has his yes. own Netflix TV show, and he's doing well. Oh yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, okay. He directed. Uh, he directed and created. I think he created. He directed. Uh, my father's a bounty hunter. Huh. I did not know that. I got to watch that. Huh. Yeah, I, I've been trying to watch it. I want to get through it and maybe review it if I can get a chance, but. Okay. But yeah, but anyway, like, um, but let, let's get back to the story because, damn, dude. Okay. Okay. I can't wait to get through the rest of this because <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to see what else you got chambered away up in the okay. head of yours. All right. All right. Okay. So <laughs> they're at, we haven't even gotten to any of the meat of it. So no. like, so they're at, uh, they're at the christening. You got mob on one side. You got cops at the other. <laughs> and then he goes up into the house and he's speaking Spanish to some lady. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the deal was, right? She, there's, I guess, something happened with her daughter. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even understand what was being said, and this—that's—that's that's what's weird. Like, I couldn't. I knew right, there was a problem, <laughs> and I speak Spanish. I didn't understand what was what, the, what was going on, and, and uh, there was a lot of distraction, distractions. I think maybe, maybe that's what it was here at the house with the kid asking questions, and my wife is like, "What's going on?" Because I was like, "I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You guys keep freaking asking me." But no, but like. So she's talking to this, uh, he's talking to this woman, and it, I guess it turns out that this woman is looking for her daughter, mm-hmm. and homeboy knows where he is, where she is. So he tracks her down to this bar, mm-hmm. 
filled with all these cats, right? Mm -hmm. So he comes into this bar looking for, I guess, the boyfriend mm -hmm. of the girl, knowing right. that he, if he finds the boyfriend, he'll find the girl. Right. He comes in, mm -hmm. and so there's a few people in that bar. I forget his name, Roker or something. He was the in that zombie show, and he's also one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, he plays Yondu. He's a Chicago yeah. actor. Yes. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. a Chicago actor. I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, he's from here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's a... See, I would have never have guessed. I would have thought that he was like Southern, because they always put him in those Southern. Yeah, he's good yeah. At playing. Uh, yeah, I think he's. Uh, yeah, he's he's got that blue collar look. But yeah, Yondu. Yeah, um, from Guardians of the Galaxy and Walking Dead first season. Michael Roker uh, is his Michael name. Michael Roker, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Michael Roker is is part of the 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 extras in that room. Mm -hmm. He had a full set of hair, yep. young, is handsome he... man. <laughs> in his yeah. prime. In his prime. <laughs> Age hasn't kicked the shit out of him just yet. <laughs> no, no. You mean life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, life. Yeah. So, like, he's sitting in the bar, and then <laughs> an old martial arts instructor of mine, uh, Fred Degerberg is also in that scene. He's sitting at the counter. Yep. So there's like a few people in there that you're like, hey, hey you look at that yep. guy. I yep. know that guy. Yeah, but yeah. I remember seeing <laughs> Michael Roker and I was like, wait a minute, Yandu? Is yeah. that Yandu? Yep. Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 When you pointed it out, I was like, I know this guy. I'm like, that's not Degenberg. Because back in the day uh, in Chicago, Degenberg was almost like the Cobra Kai in the karate <laughs> scene. You know? They and were big. They were they big. They were big. Yeah. And I was telling my wife about that when, like, when I was saying karate, even when my stepdad, like, was taking it, and my, and my real dad, too, during the 70s, they used to actually do school-to-school uh, -school fights. Tom Lee's school would go up all in geese and everything and challenge Booker T's school, and they would come out and literally fight in the streets. And some of these were cops, too, because they would take yeah. the classes. But it was just part of the whole thing. They would swing it out, like, all right, my school beat your school, or we had a draw. Dude, I, <laughs> that was that's a real thing. I, I, know. I mean, I, I I mean, I went to again, like I went to Degerberg, and those cats they would hang out there. They would talk about all these old stories where they would yep. go to another school yep. and bust that dojo <laughs> yep. and just bust everybody up in there. They'd show up and it'd be like, "All right, show us what you got." Yeah, yeah, and then just kick the shit out of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, I was just like, damn, you guys just, that's so badass. You know, now you think about it, just like, man, that's kind of like, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But they yeah. were, they were reenacting re the Kung Fu movies, man. That's what yeah. you did. You challenged yeah. the other school. I challenged your Iron Fist, you know? <laughs> Dude, I think it was you who gave me a copy of a uh, Fighter of the Wind, Fighter on the Wind. It okay. might have been you or maybe, maybe somebody else. But like, because, I mean, at one point you and I had, you know, jobs together, right? And so we Oh would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. would trade movies and stuff. <laughs> but I think I think it may have been you or maybe it was somebody else. But like like at one point we were all sharing movies. Oh yeah, yeah. But like I saw Fighter in the Wind, and that's one of the things that happens in Fighter in the Wind. This this uh, Korean dude goes out into the forest, starts punching trees and stuff, and then comes into the city in, into town, and they're making fun of this guy. It's like, oh, you're a bum, blah blah blah, and he kicks the shit out of everybody. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think fight. Yeah, yeah. Because Fighter in the Wind actually is the real story. Yeah. Uh, from from Street Fighter, it, it was this dude that literally was doing that, going yeah. beating trees. He had a huge ass hand because it was, I think it was called the, the stone breaker or whatever. He what was was I think it was called God hand. Yeah. God. Hand. <laughs> this is the, 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 the hand of God or the God hand. God, what's his name? Uh, Cause that guy is a, that's a true story. That's based on a true yeah. story. Yeah. But yeah, that cat was, 
is Ryu. Is who yeah, Ryu, Ryu is. Yeah. Tattered gi and everything, you know, yeah. just carry a duffel bag around. Like, literally, he is the original Ryu. Yeah. <laughs> and you ever stop and think, yo, that, you know, wow, you, you romanticize it, right? Like, oh, he's he's living out in the forest, punching trees, yeah, living right. off the <laughs> land. That motherfucker was a beggar. Yeah, that motherfucker was. was homeless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that's... Is it is it badass? Yeah, I guess you know you're just living yeah. off the land, being a fighter. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I like uh, having running water. I like I'm soft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm soft. I, I want I want warmth. I want a soft bed. I want yeah yeah drinking water, bathing. Yeah. <laughs> bathing is nice. I like bathing. Bathing is really nice. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! What's the name of that movie? Uh, I'm trying to remember uh, the name of the guy because he was a Korean guy, but then he got so much respect out of the people in Japan. They renamed him. Wow. <laughs> so he's, he's got a, he's got like a Japanese name too. It, okay. Uh, let me see fighter on the wind, but he was a famous martial artist and he practiced like a super hard style. Yeah. It's yeah. A, Shotokan karate or whatever. Or, uh, fighter yeah. in the wind, not yeah. fighter on the wind directed by Yan Ho Yang. And the name of the character was Choi Badil, Choi Badil, or something like that. I forgot how they pronounced it, but yeah, that that was such a badass movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. I'm trying to trying to find the guy's name. I'm trying not to like derail this. So he was uh, Choi Young Yu in real life, and he later changed his name to Masat. I'm killing this. Please forgive me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Masutatsu Oyama. Okay, Masutama Oyama. Oyama, the founder of Kyokushin Karate. That's who he was. But yeah, he had the god hand and he would, like at the end of that movie, he stops a charging bull by chopping at the fucking horn. (laughs) Right, right. Breaking the horn off. Yeah, yeah. That shit was, I mean, that's the the story. I've never (laughs) seen it, but that's badass. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. anyway, back to back to the story here. Uh, so fuck, where were we? Well, so oh, we're in the bar. The bar. So he's in the bar, and he, you know, he starts throwing his weight around. Mind you, again, he's a police officer. Right. Now, not to get into the legalities of some of this, but homeboy <laughs> shows up, no fucking warrant, no badge, no badge, badge. No. And then he starts slapping people around. He starts calling people names. Yeah. Yeah. You know, being the aggressor, pushing for a fight, essentially. Yeah. And then somebody stands up to the guy, you know, and then he starts flinging people around. Right. And he just basically big brothers, everybody. You know, he he just, he just pushes people down. It's so crazy. And I know that to the untrained eye, it looks like he's just shoving people. Right, he's, right. Not, he, he's not just shoving people. There, there's <laughs> shit going on. There's technique. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you get a good wrestler, and that guy would be on the floor. Yeah, but, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, who knows yeah. how to grapple? Yeah, yeah. You have somebody who knows how to grapple, or maybe you know a tie, a tie boxer who just kick his legs rather than trying to punch him. Right, right, right. You know, but doesn't matter anyway. The, he's sitting in there and he's throwing, flinging people around, messing them up. Finally, he gets done with creating carnage down there. Works his way upstairs. Right? Yeah, right and finds the girl and the girl is just you know, high on all kinds of shit right yeah they got they got 
They got crack. They got cocaine. Yeah, I'm just like, that's a lot going on. Yeah. For a teenager, like, Jesus, you know? Yeah. I was just like, damn, like, fuck, I can't even take a fucking <laughs> a can of beer these days. And you're here over <laughs> smashing all that shit? Jesus. <laughs> what are you running from, man? <laughs> I mean, how are you alive? Like, freaking, you're... Like you got all that stuff going on. How come your head hasn't blown up yet? You know. Right, right. <laughs> so then, yeah. So then she's in there and she's complaining that this guy's there, right? Because right, of yeah. course, she wants to be there having fun. And homeboy shows up to try to save her, right? Right. And right. she doesn't want to be saved. Right. But of course, he walks in there. The boyfriend mouth off on him. Right. Not knowing that he's Steven Seagal. Right. Right. And a cop. And, and a cop. And, and he tries to bribe him too, like, hey man, I got three grand in my pocket. He's like, wait, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then he smacks him around. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, that's what you got to do, you know? Right, right. <laughs> because, I mean, also, you got to remember the time that this movie was released. It's in the late 80s, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, we're talking about, you know, the action genre at its peak oh, 80s yeah. cheese style. I oh, mean, yeah. we got people like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you got people like John uh, John Claude Van Damme, you got freaking, you got all these cats, Stallone, Stallone, Stallone making all these big crazy fucking movies, right? Where the cop blows the whole city up, right? I'm like, what's the insurance on this? You know? <laughs> That's all I could think about is all the shit, all the liability. You know? I'm like, dude, you, you 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 fucking you like came in there, roughed that guy up, no badge, no warrant. Like, <laughs> You're going to prison. <laughs> right, know? right. But no, yeah. he just, he walks out. He kidnaps the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she didn't want to go. She didn't want to go. So he took her by force. And there you go. And so then that, that's that's our, and that's the first act. That's our in, introduction yeah. to this guy, Nico, uh, I forgot his last name. Toscani. Toscani, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> Above the Law is the name of this fucking movie too. Above yeah. the Law. Right, yeah, yeah. And all I can think about is, is like, fuck, is there any laws? Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and then you can't think about who you, you can't help but think, who is the title referring to? Is it referring to the bad guys or is it referring to fucking Steven Seagal? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I think it's I think it's a double play because I think he does it to, to keep the law going. And there are other people who are doing it to break the law. <clears throat> mm. And then that leads into the guy gives him the guy he beat up, the, the the guy with the girl who's a drug dealer. He works for some club. And then it's, it, I feel like that place is somewhere on um, not Southport. What do you call? Uh, what's the uh, in Lakeview someplace around mm. here? Uh, uh, Lincoln Park area, <clears throat> and um, it's like a nightclub. But that guy works there. But then you find out it's being run by a drug dealer. So this is like his main spot. Yeah. And then they they do a tail. They actually do a wiretap, illegal wiretap. Illegal wiretap. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. On on this guy. And then you find out he gets this, the, the, there's a shipment coming. And then the shipment is the engine block. Yeah. And then that's when you find out the, the so then, yeah, then there you have that whole scene. That scene was cool because they end up uh, where they try to get the engine block back. Yeah. They end up going to the Fulton market and they put the Fulton market on full display, bro. Yeah. 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 Hardcore meat moving. Now it's glitzy. Yeah. 
And I was trying to show my son that, like, this is where we go to eat. He was like, it, it looks so bad. Like, that's what I'm trying to show you, how things <laughs> have changed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's so crazy. And so, like, I remember, like, walking down those streets with the fucking, like, trying to get to a meat packing place to buy this meat here and buy that meat over there. Right, right. And right where, like, right at the entrance of the Fulton Market, there's um, there's the the Vienna, the Vienna sausage place is like right at the beginning of full of the Fulton street. Yeah. And so you pass all that and I'm like, damn, there's the, that's where I used to get the hot dogs from and the casings. And there is where I used to get the, you know, and then you go a little bit further down and there's like a, a place that sells beef and all that stuff. And yeah, dude, I just sat there and I was just like, I can just watch this scene. Yeah. Over and over again. Not, not for the story, just for the scenery. Oh Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just it was funny looking at the skyline. Like so many new more, so many more buildings have been built, and now I'm just like it was bare. It was yeah. just a different. It's a different time. time. Yeah. Yeah. So then in, in that scene, so all kinds of hilarity happens in there too. Like, <laughs> so like I guess now that I'm I'm speaking to you, and now that I understand that the the director had a had a history with black exploitation, the the story makes a little more sense as to how it's written, like why it's written the way it is. Cause those movies are, are wacky too, man. But there's yeah, yeah. like, there's all this like knowledge that you need to know coming into it. And that's right. what I didn't have. And so I'm like, man, this movie's not making any sense to me. <laughs> I needed you to fucking guide me through this movie, bro. Well, that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then, okay. So then these guys, uh, I guess he's sitting there staking out, something right and he's sitting yeah. in the car and then some ruckus starts happening on the side right like these right. this pimp starts smacking around his one of his girls and then nico is sitting steven seagal sitting in the car he can't stand by and watch anymore yeah. and, the, and his partner's like leave it alone we got we got something else to do don't fucking go over there and he's like i can't take it anymore he gets out of the car <laughs> he runs over there and starts everybody starts you know he starts smacking everybody around and not like kung fu smacking just smacking smacking you right know? right yeah 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 and then he slaps some cuffs on some guys and all the cops jump because you know they're you know he's part of that crew right so all him him and his cop buddies jump on these on on, on the whole prostitution thing going on yeah along with all the pimps involved and it was like multiple pimps too i'm like why is there so many pimps <laughs> you know, right right I, I thought it was only like one pimp works right. one area I, I don't know how that works i'm not a you know whatever but so like <laughs> all that shit is going on and so then he starts mouthing off like him him and the and the pimp that was smacking the girls they go at it they start talking nonsense to each other and so then this guy's like look at me you know <laughs> fuck his right, right. Was so soft focus hey okay look i'm gonna put my gun aside come on why don't you take a poke at me right right right, right so right. then he he beats the shit out of that guy you know <laughs> <laughs> and that's over right and so then I, and all I could think about was like, like, damn, what happened to the whole stakeout with the with the other thing, right? And so that's when weirdness happens, and that's where I get lost because, oh, like, yeah. at one mo at one minute he was messing around with the with the prostitute and the pimp and all that, and then the next minute he's chasing after uh, the other guy, right? Or am Dude, I getting confused? Or am I getting that confused with another scene? I think you're getting it. Yo, that's a that's another scene. Yeah, this is the scene where they're on the roof and he starts choking the guy driving the car. They're he's he's now on the roof of the car. Yeah, yeah. He somehow gets on the roof of the car, right? But I mean, is that is that still in the same scene or is that later in the movie? 
that's a little bit later. It's it's right after. This is when he's on the run a little bit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I do yeah. remember that scene. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I think I, I'm confusing things there. Because then eventually there is a stake. Uh, there, there is a stake guy, and you're right. He's uh, watching the guy, and then they figure the someone, FBI jumps the gun. That's what happens. That's right. The FBI jumps the gun. That's right. They're staking out. The FBI shows up, blows everything, and right. then the bad guy starts shooting at the FBI's. The right. cops, the cops are like, "Fuck it, we got to jump now because the FBI's, you know, messed it up, messed yeah. it all up." And so that's when Steven Seagal rips off the meatpacking jacket and yeah. starts running. It comes out. Yeah. It comes after. Goes after the guys, and there's people being shot, and then all this yeah. stuff. And then somehow, like you said, manages to get himself on the roof of the car. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh no, he gets run over. Right, he's yeah, yeah. in front of the car, starts shooting at it, and then, then the car, hit. and then he gets hit by the car. Then he rolls on top, and then he holds on. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like all that, all that shit. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing shit. That's some superhero shit. Well, he punches the window out, and then starts choking the guy. It's yeah. like stop the car, stop the, you know. And there's no way with one bare hand it would leverage on top of the roof. You break it and then yeah. choke the guy. But yeah, no, never mind that. Like the way he breaks the window, he breaks it like with a stupid fist. Like his yeah. fist, it looked like he hit it with his thumb. I'm like, dude, your thumb is broken. <laughs> there's yeah. no way that fucking glass no. would have fucking. There's no pressure points you can hit on that fucking glass window, bro. No, like no. that motherfucker. That that he you you would have broken your fucking hand for real. <laughs> At the very least, your thumb. Your thumb would have been in pieces, man. Yeah, yeah. And so this cat, this cat breaks the window with like a weird fist, sideways. Yeah, you know. And then yeah, and then he starts grabbing him from the collar. And my son was sitting there next to me, and my son has more of a choking education than apparently Steven Seagal does. Right, right. Because my son <laughs> sitting there is like that choke wouldn't work. <laughs> it's like what is he grabbing he's grabbing his collar that doesn't there's no there's no leverage there and like, stop it son you're ruining the movie for me <laughs> that's how these kids are doing it now yeah, yeah. well i mean my son takes jujitsu so he knows right so right, he's right. like i don't see how that collar choke works <laughs> why doesn't the guy just spin around and get out of it and i'm like right. well i mean i guess he's sitting in the car seat he can't really he's just like I could get out of that. And I'm like, I know, son. <laughs> but we're not, we're not, you're not in the car with Steven Seagal right now, right? So just leave it alone. So Steven Seagal is like choking this guy and this guy's freaking out. And then uh, the other guy who's driving on the side, uh, oh, mind you, also they shoot into the roof of the car. Yeah, right? yeah. But and they're Steve, both low on bullets. But yeah, so everyone's out. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my favorite part. It's like absolutely essential. Absolutely essential for if there is a gun you do one of two things with that gun you lose a gun or you yeah. run out of bullets yeah, that always yeah. happens in the kung fu movie yeah. the gun is always rendered useless somewhere before the fight scene can start right um that's one of my favorite things of that one movie with fuck where they had the kung fu equilibrium yes yes yeah, yeah. That movie is awesome. It's one of my favorites. I like that. Yeah. yeah that movie yeah. is awesome, dude. They have gun kung fu yes. in that movie. They use the gun like yeah. a striking weapon. And yeah. nobody ever runs out of bullets in that motherfucker. Everybody's no, no, got no. bullets galore. Yeah. And so there, there's like 
it, there's like a Wing Chun thing going on. Yeah, yeah. With people hum, handling guns and shit, it's amazing because they they took that that one problem with guns and kung fu movies. Yeah, and made it a kung fu weapon. Yeah, you know. I I actually was I sat in the screener for that. I was in the screener really? for that. Yeah, yep. Dude, yeah. so like a screener like before it actually gets released. Before, before- yeah, before, yeah, it had it, it it came out six months later. They had to change some stuff. Like everyone was like writing off what they did. Like I was like, I like it as is. It so was you were part of that, the testing. Yeah, I was part of the testing. Yeah, and I liked it. And the director was there. I'm like, I think it's it's good. He's like, no, there's still some bits. Now I get it. Now I get it. But back then, yeah, I was just like, it works for me. I mean, yeah. nowadays it just go right to Netflix. You know. Yeah. Well, so, that movie, that movie would make it well on Netflix. Let's say if it was a real, like a new movie and stuff. Yeah. Like that movie would do well right now on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that movie was, man, that movie was so cool. But yeah, like so then this guy, he's dodging bullets, bullets yeah. he can't see coming. You can't That's even true. see the gun right right but somehow he manages to dodge those bullets right yeah yeah and so he's choking dude and then the uh this is the part where it's like like if i was a bad guy you know like i would be a bad bad guy because right, i'm right. like well dude i'm sorry man if i was driving i'd be like i'm sorry dude i like you and everything but he's got you not me <laughs> well yeah i'm just gonna keep driving until dude falls off right 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 or crash into something and talk and knock him off yeah yeah well and then that's what he ends up doing like he crashes and he ends up hitting the curb and that slows him down and then he he stops and then steven seagull jumps off the car pulls the one guy right out of the window yeah 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 smacks him around you know yeah so then the other guy gets caught he gets smacked around right and then and then they pull out the the engine block and so then i'm looking at the engine block and i'm thinking oh shit, there's gonna be a ton of drugs in that motherfucker. right right what do they pull out c4, c4. Yep. Yep. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Where's yeah. the drugs? <laughs> you know? But yeah, it was. A, yeah. So then later you find out. Yeah. Then they get released. Yeah. Because the FBI releases them, even though they got caught with C4, which is a felony that that's, you know, military grade explosives. <laughs> um, but they get let free and yeah. then they, they get tailed back to the whole the, that hotel. What do you call it? Uh, the restaurant. The church. No, the church. Oh, the church. That's right. The church where he gets christened in the very beginning. It goes right back there. I mean, it's a very simple story. You know, it does show like the church. Now I'm thinking about it. Played a role. It was in the beginning. Yeah. But then it circles back around to the same priest that baptized his kid, and he's like, "Hey, before you guys go, I know you guys are maybe telling these guys. Could you come with me?" I want something to show you. And they go downstairs and you find these refugees that are hiding downstairs. But it comes back to that whole thing. He was like, I want you to come to church. Okay. He's like, you know, my mom loves you. I miss seeing you. So he goes with the mom. Uh, Pam Greer doesn't show up. Yeah. Uh, But Pam Greer is his partner, but she was there for on the case that day. And then they go to church and then a bomb goes off. So it was a hit the whole time. But they were actually hitting the priest that was a refugee downstairs. Right. And that that's really what the whole thing is about. And then he starts finding out that there's a big conspiracy going on because they want to take out a senator. 
but the aide of the senator was at the church. So he dies. And then the priest is now on the run because it's a hit about they know about the CIA moving drugs to leverage different countries. Mm. And it then brings in Steven Seagal's old friend. He gets a call out of nowhere. And uh, and that's the guy was like, get out of this. You know, don't don't do it anymore. Just leave. I'll keep I'll I'll cover all this up. He's like, yeah, I joined the company part of the agency now. But now you've messed up like the higher ups. They know you exist. Know you exist. And you're messing things up for them right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then all hell breaks loose, man. Yeah. 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 dude. (laughs) So like it's funny because he has that conversation with the dude and he's like staking him out. Right. He's like staking somebody out. And he's mining, you know, Steven Seagal's doing the job, you know, he's yeah. sitting out there and then he gets a call from the, from that friend that you're talking about. Yeah. And he's like, you know, whatever, you know, so he, he, he hangs up, he has a little bit of a spat with him, hangs yeah. up, turns around, dude's standing right there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I knew you would be up here. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but they work together, you know, yeah. they train together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and so he would know exactly where he would be, you know, posting, you know. Yeah. Like uh, going back to the refugee thing, that was interesting because uh, one of the things that was happening, especially during Trump, when he was, uh, you know, when ICE was hot and trying to get, you know, people out, you know, uh, churches were used as sanctuaries. Yeah. So like once an illegal or someone, you know, without documents shows up to a church. They can sit there and yeah. stay there and yeah. the police can't or ice can't enter the premises to, to yeah. remove them yeah and so i was wondering if that was part of it too like they were hiding out because again they were using they were using the church as a refuge so that yeah. they can sit there and not get not get pulled out by by law enforcement right, so right. it was interesting for me to see that the the priest would pull steven seagull's character down to the basement to show them oh look at all these refugees you know, and I'm like, oh, dude, like, as a cop, you know, what do you have to do in that situation? You know, obviously, he did the thing that you would consider noble, right? Keep that yeah. to himself. Yeah. And and because he's and, a family friend too. He's yeah. a family. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly right. Right. He's a friend of the priest, right? Yeah. And so he let it slide. But I'm like, I wonder what priests. I mean, I wonder what police officers would do if they were in that kind of situation would they get in trouble for not bringing it up it would they be in trouble just in general like i don't know like i I mean i think they do have to turn a blind eye to certain things i mean you know not talking about like you know cops bad cops good cops there's tons of stuff that just go on that you just go like i'll let it slide even even different bad guys that you know that's not really bad they just do goofy crap you know yeah Come on, man. You're stealing again. How many times? Like, you know, man, you know, I'm hungry. Like, I'll buy this for you. Stop yeah. stealing. You know, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, like, uh, and those, and that, again, is one of those scenarios where you consider that kind of honorable almost. Like, oh, yeah. you know, you know, did the guy do wrong? Yeah. But yeah. let's look at the situation of the person, especially in the scenario that you're talking about. You've got somebody who's stealing. Why is he stealing? Because he's probably poor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or he's got some kind of problem where he can't hold down a job. You know, yeah, maybe he's yeah. got, maybe he's an addict, whatever. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, oh, yeah. you know, you can, you can be in a law enforcement and have some kind of empathy. And and I know p- police officers who are like that. You oh, know, yeah, like, same here, we're, same here. We're good people, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like, so yeah, I mean, that's a real, I think, 
problem, I think, probably for a person who's a police officer and gets introduced, not introduced, but gets shown stuff like this. And then just like, crap, what do I do? You know, but I mean, at, at least in that situation, um, you know, I thought that he did what a, what a, what a, what a normal human with compassion would do is just be like, oh, yeah. okay, whatever, you know, but anyway, yeah. like, so like they blow up the place. Yeah. They blow up the church. And so then everybody's running out. Steven Seagal ends up carrying a few people out. And now at that point, Steven Seagal gets really heated, right? His character gets really pissed off and kind of is almost, almost becomes a vigilante at that point. Right. Cause yeah. what happens? What, what I forgot the scenario in which they took away his gun and badge. What did he, Oh, he, Ooh. Uh, I think it was a multitude of things that kind of just added up because the FBI were got on his case or the CIA got on his case for a little minute there. So yeah, he choked, he choked a guy. No, yeah, the FBI agent he he pushed around and threatened him. Um, in the in because he showed up to the hospital after the priest dies, mm. and that's what he's living. His mom, his his mom's eye is hurt. That's right. She she's patched up. So and his whole family was there. So that's what kind of put 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 him over the edge. His whole his whole family was there, and fam, friends of his family got hurt. And uh, Pam Greer starts walking around, and she finds out this other guy was the aide to the senator. And then she starts putting two and two together, and then you find out she actually had a law degree. So that's Pam what Greer? she yeah the Pam Greer's character has a law degree, but she becomes a cop. And she starts digging deep into all the stuff going on and then finds out about the 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 refugees who are hiding down there. The priest got word of a hit of a senator and was talking about the drugs and stuff. He was supposed to meet with the senator and talk about how the drugs and stuff were coming in and that the U.S. government and the CIA was a part of it. Mm. And they and this senator was trying to put the ro- ropes on the CIA for creating so much drug havoc or uh, country uh, clues, you know, you know, uh, infiltrating countries. But he couldn't be bought. They tried to bribe him, say we can give you a cut of the money coming in. Wow. And then you run into that very bad, same bad guy from the beginning. He's opening, you know, he's moving shops. That was Vietnam. We see him, and now he's moved his operation to Central America. You know, and this is around the uh, the narcos guy. What was uh, Pablo Escobar? Oh, Pablo. Yeah, Pablo. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, which is which is real. You know, I'm, I actually heard his cousin actually hangs out here in Chicago. What? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Stuff I bump into. People, you know, like once again, you know, I, I told you I bump with stuff and people, you know, they tell me things. <laughs> well, well, dude, you are an interesting cat just in general. <laughs> because you truly have the gift of gab like like you 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 are the truth serum without actual serum right like you get people to talk it's funny because i remember stories about your ass about you miss my friend yeah where you were called up like fucking um like like an animation studio or a video game company oh yeah like hey can i talk to uh the producer so and so yes this is true and they're like uh yeah, who's calling? I'm like, oh, I'm just sit strong. <laughs> this is true. This is and then, true. I, I don't know what happens after that. I don't know if it's if it's the name or curiosity or uh, yeah. just or yeah, just so- or just general like why is someone calling me? You know, 
because it, I, I can only imagine like you know this producer or director or whatever is like is it strong? I don't know. Strong. Yeah, and I then, just had questions. Yeah, yeah, and then I, I can only imagine the phone call. It's like, um, excuse me, sir. Um, we have a <laughs> Mr. Strong on the uh, phone. <laughs> yes, yes. He, he has questions about the production of the greatest. <laughs> is it, the guy's posting there is like, Ooh, yeah, is this an interview? <laughs> Do I know it's strong? What the fuck is this? <laughs> All right, all right, Mary, put him through. <laughs> and then it's your ass. It was like, yeah, you know, I was just wondering how you rendered all that uh, yeah, yeah, 3D animation I, that you did with the background and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I remember the stories. You would sit there with these people, and they would just tell you shit for hours. Yeah. yeah. And then they would get to the point where it's just like, hold up, what is this about again? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you again? I'm yeah. like, oh, my, my name's Sid Strong. I'm just a student at Columbia College. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then there was times where I heard the story where you do this, and they'd be like, "Do you have a portfolio?" Can yeah, you, can you yeah. just send it to us? Yeah, no, I want to see your stuff. Yeah, yeah, like you could have had multiple jobs because of the person that you are. Yeah, yeah, there was one was uh, it was one I had to turn down. It was Sony. It was the work you on Spider-Man. Down fucking Sony. Yeah, I had. To, yeah, it was to go out to L.A. Uh, for Sony Pictures at, at that time. Was it uh what was Sony's uh effects division? I think it was just uh image image works. And it was a direct job in. No interview. I know this guy. He can do it. And I just couldn't. I couldn't do L.A. at that time. I was like, my mom was sick. You know, with MS. Uh, I'm like, I. It all it all worked out in the end. Yeah. Um, Dude. You know, I could have done it, but she may have died way earlier. I kept her around, so no, that's that's good, man. <laughs> you did you did the right thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You did the right thing, but dude, how many yeah. people can say, "Oh yeah, Sony"? I called up Sony. And <laughs> I had a chat with the director of whatever. The Spider Man, Spider Man, yeah, too. Sp- yeah, you know, I talked to Sam Raimi. <laughs> Uh yeah, and he offered me a job, but you know, I just ah, you know, I didn't feel uh, like going. Yeah, you know, I just I had better things to do. That so I turned my gears. Down. Yeah. That my gears to <laughs> so I said no to Sam Raimi and I said no to Sony because you know I'm, I got bigger shit to do. Well, you never know. <laughs> I'm I'm still around. I'm 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 grappling to get back into it. I think now I, my teeth are more I think sharpened. And I but I think I want to do good stuff and I think right now we can well, that's a whole different other story. That's, a, that's a whole, yeah. I, <laughs> which we can go into sometime. Yeah, yes, yes. We will yes. have time eventually for us to have this discussion. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, dude, like, so, like, this whole CIA thing where you're, like, telling me, like, yeah, I believe you, man. Like, oh, of yeah. course. Like, I mean, because they need people who can do this. Yeah, who can, yeah. Who can, yeah. Who can do what you do. Yeah. And you do it so naturally. Yeah. It's just yeah. wild to me. Wild to me. Some of the stories I hear... <laughs> Some of these cats that, that I went to college with, you're one of those guys. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, this guy could talk to anyone. He could talk to anyone. And it's because of like shit like this, bro. You're dropping knowledge bombs. Shit that I didn't even fucking think about, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, Man, you, the people I've had conversation with, former neo-Nazis and stuff like that, that ooh. I met in bar. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, oh, I've changed. I'm just it's like, oh, my God, this is scary. You know? But, yeah. But yeah, but they were just like, but talking with people like you, you've helped change my view of, of, of people in the world. I'm like, hey, if, if one person can do that, then that's great, you know? And, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's you know, I yeah, the world is very interesting. I think more people just need to talk, just get it off. Mm-hmm. 
I run to that a lot of times when I go to the bar. I know people are like, you're always at the bar. It's just my outlet to talk with people. And people actually send me texts. Are you coming out? I want to talk. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. And, and people just really, as we're doing right here, yeah, yeah. have questions. Oh, I saw this in the news. What's your take on it? You know, whatever whatever political side you're on. And I give my side. They give their side. And no one gets into an argument. They go yeah. like, I see your point. And that's what I think a lot of people are looking for. But we're not getting that in the news. You're not getting that in the media. It's just uh, my way or the highway. And it was yeah. fighting back. And I totally understand that. Well, I think the other thing, too, is it's like uh, we don't have these communities anymore that we used to have. Right. You know, right. like church is one of them. Church mm -hmm. is one of these communities where people would go and they go Sunday and sit through someone, you know, talking nonsense or I shouldn't say nonsense, but, you know, talking and giving their perspective and their and their guidance right on stage right. you know yeah yeah and then afterwards people would you know commune and talk about stuff or you know or maybe not even about what's going on in church but just in general like oh you know what are you doing afterwards oh we're gonna go get dinner or breakfast or whatever you want to come right. you know like so like you make friends and then you share spaces with people that you wouldn't ordinarily share and and now we're so siloed right yeah. Uh, never yeah. mind social media and all that stuff. I'm just talking about just in real life in general. People mm -hmm. don't talk to other people. You'd be surprised how true. how some people they have all this stuff inside them and all they want to do is talk. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. There's just a lot of loneliness out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. And and you you do like you do a person a lot of favors just by listening to what they have to say. Yeah. And and so like to hear like I am not surprised because <laughs> when people meet a person like yourself mm -hmm. that that can talk but not not only talk but listen mm -hmm. like it's refreshing because everybody just wants to talk yeah you know well i had a guy the other day say that like he he has these old stereotypical jokes but it's, it's like old italian jokes whatever He's oh not boy italian. <laughs> oh, I, i'm not gonna say them. i'm not gonna oh, say no, no, no i'm just saying like i know what jokes they are i know <laughs> yeah 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 well, we all do but it's just you know, and for whatever reason, I always giggle because it's stupid. It's just stupid. It's not. It's not to to make fun of the people. Yeah. Or it's just just like that's a that's so stupid, you know. But it's just goofy, stupid, and I would just giggle. And he was just like, I enjoy hearing your laugh. Yeah. I know it's stupid. It's a dumb joke, and I always keep repeating the same word, and I get a giggle out of you. But it's you're it's a genuine laugh, and I and I like that about you. And this dude is like the hardest person you would ever meet like he's always he's he's actually like yandu mm. his character comes off very harsh yeah. but he's a very nice guy like he's told people like you it's time for you to go home you know go go home to your family stop drinking i need you to do that i'm just like oh shit wolf you, you know that's his name the wolf yeah. and um and he's just like i just i just think he just needs to do it and he did talk this dude from drinking himself to death wow. and and then I was like, but what about you? Oh, I'm uh, it's too late for me. I, I'm I'm old, you know. He's not that old, but that's his yeah. character, you know. But yeah. he's he's a good guy. I don't know what's his issue, why he's alone a lot, but you know, he he does well for himself. He just he always dresses like he's bummy, but he owns a steel factory. You mm. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he dresses like a bum, but he's like a fucking secret millionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not hurting. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. That's nice. That's real nice. <laughs> with the with the gas prices right now, I think everybody's fucking feeling it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, so then 
he has that interaction with the with the CIA guy who's like who seems like a bit of a bad guy in the church. I mean, in the hospital. Remember, he gets pulled aside, and that one CIA guy has a conversation with Steven Seagal, and they're going yeah, yeah, back, yeah. And, back and forth having. Well, oh, he's bit. FBI. That's FBI. He's oh, that FBI. guy's FBI. I, yeah, I don't yeah. even know anymore because I got lost with all the different fucking FBI, uh, CIA, all that shit. But yeah, so they got into a conversation, right? Basically, a pissing contest, and he leaves, right? Yeah, yeah. After that, can't remember what happened next. He starts to put feelers out in through the city about if anyone knew whatever the guy, the the, the Hispanic guy's name, uh, who ran the nightclub. Like he goes in there, starts walking around, and then uh, the, he goes into the club. Then he goes on the street and just starts asking random information on this dude's name. Yeah, and then Silvano is his name. So, yeah, yeah, Silvano. Yeah, Anthony Silvano or whatever, something like that. Anyway. All of a sudden, these guys like, uh, you're looking for Savano? And then they were like, we're going to beat you up. You know, you know, they put a hit out on him. Yeah. And he beats them all up. Yeah. You know, and they fight with machetes. With, with no, with, he doesn't even show himself as a cop. You know, he's walking around in a, in a wife beater, a black wife, be, wife beater and jeans. And he's yeah. just, it's, it's basically double dragon level right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just yeah. like whooping ass through Chicago, through the streets. And um, uh, he goes home, he gets some information, and then the other ladies asking around, Pam Greer. Mm. Well, before you I- get to that part, there's one part that I really enjoy that was kind of funny after that scene that you're talking about with the machetes. Because at one point, uh, he's walking down the street, like he just finished beating the shit out of somebody and he got a bunch of information out of this one kid, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He stands up, he about. drops that kid, he starts walking down the street and that one guy comes over, he's like, hey, I knew that guy, that's my friend. Right, right, right yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is that really your friend, bud? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you're like so weird, man. Like you're, you're like the one white dude hanging out in this fucking, you know, brown and black neighborhood. That's right, yeah, you yeah. Know? He's a so, big white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big white guy. He <laughs> yeah. sticks out like a sore thumb. I'm like, dude, I, I know you're an extra. I absolutely know you're a stunt extra. So he comes yeah. over and like, hey, man, that's my friend. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's your friend. And then they, they have a few words. I forgot what, what the trigger was, but then Steven Seagal hauls off and punches him in the solar plex. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, 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 that's a power punch, too. That yeah. was old school. Like- <laughs> yeah, he was just, he just leaned into that dude. <laughs> hard right and it looked like he leaned into him hard and in yeah, fact, yeah. i wonder if he actually punched him in real life because <laughs> that was the other thing too with steven seagal that he, people he, don't talk, he would hurt people for real yeah yeah he would hurt people for real in the in the fucking in in the movies and so he was notorious for that after a while but yeah, so like I wonder if he actually hit this guy. But he went and hauled off and hit this guy right in the solar plexus, and the dude just crumbled, right? Yeah, he crumbles. And then he passed the black dudes like, hey, what's up, man? It's hey, like- how you doing, man? What's going on? We're cool, we're cool. Yeah. He's like, you know that guy? We don't know that man, man. Like, don't talking with him. You were just talking to you him. Just, he was your, I thought he was your friend, man. You guys, you guys don't know. You guys know shit about friendship. The guy on the ground doesn't know anything about the friendship. The guy, the first guy he doesn't know about friendship, and then you, you two dudes right there, you guys fucking don't know anything about friendship, <laughs> or maybe you do, and he's your best friend, and you're like, hey, hey, check this out, this guy's about to get his ass kicked. <laughs> now you don't make fun of him from this <laughs> point on. He, exactly, he's, yeah, because I mean, you can have that kind of friendship, right? Right, right. Yeah. And this is pre, this is pre cell phone, so this is just gonna live in story forever. <laughs> that actual footage. Yeah, yeah, no, which which is almost better because. 
by the time it gets to the footage and you look at the footage, you're like, oh, that's all that happened. You know, right. right. But the story by word of mouth, you can you can explode that to so epic, you know. It's- yeah, dude, you can you can make that. Oh, yeah. Then Thanos showed up and the little fucking <laughs> raccoon just punched him in the stomach and do fell over. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. yeah. So so then, yeah, I'm sorry. And then you were saying that after that. Yeah, he ruffles a lot of feathers and then the FBI shows up at the precinct and that's when they take his gun and stuff, right? No, they pull they pull him out of his house. They actually come and search his house. The FBI come. Oh, with, with, yeah. With Sharon Stone, with Sharon Stone is there, and they start going through her her um, her uh, underwear drawer, yeah. you know, and, that, and that's what she was like. What's going on? Like, let him do his thing. Let him, you know, do you know? They got to do this stuff, and then that's, mm-hmm. they they bring him down, parade him, and that's when the other guy from the the bar was there. Like, oh, they finally got you. They brought you in. You yeah. know. Yeah. Any any. He throws the whole like he salutes them and then he goes under the chin and flicks yeah. them off. Right, yeah, flicks them off. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, man, they finally got you." Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, like, what is this guy? Is, this, is he Polish? What is it? Because he's going to the other. I, I forget yeah. what the under chin thing is, yeah. Italian or whatever. No, that's an Italian thing, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah he did do the. Yeah, he did yeah, the other. yeah. He saluted him and then he flicked him <laughs> off under the chin. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, damn, dude. And then Steven Seagal just rolls it out, just let it roll off his back, yeah. just keeps yeah. walking like he owns the place. Yeah. Right, right. Like, give me a gun and stuff. They take everything away from him. And that's when Pam Greer starts breaking everything down. Like, this is a this is a much bigger thing going on. Mm-hmm. And then um, they actually find the, the main bad guys. But they get the priest. The priests get the bad guy. And this guy is big into uh, interrogating people. With the special serum, you know, the truth serum. Oh, stuff, the yeah, drug. the truth serum. That's right. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm going to give you the medicine, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's a weird character. But it's true, though. They used to do all that chemical interrogatings. And it is, yeah, they have this huge shootout on the AO tracks. Yeah. And then after that, that's when he's told, like, they have to move the family. Uh-huh. And that's, what, that's when the mob side of his family take uh, the mom and the... Uh, that was the mob? Yeah, that was the mob side of his family come, coming. That's where he's staying at. And then they do another bust. They try to get the... Um... Hold up. Go back a step. That's the part I didn't understand either. Because you see, the whole thing, you see, they, they don't announce any of this. They don't say, oh, we're the mob. We're here to take you home. Or we're here to like protect you. Because, I mean, I wish they would have done a better job of... Maybe it's my, maybe it's my lack of attention. But... I could have sworn. I, I mean, I swear to you, I watched this movie. I mean, oh, yeah, I was yeah, texting yeah, yeah. you while I was watching this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I didn't understand that that was a mob. You see, this makes it a whole different movie to me. Yeah. I thought that were they were cops, but I'm like, why do the cops look like that? They, you know, they don't look like cops. When like, and all I could think about is like, man, the budget on this movie is like maybe not as good as it should be because like these guys are cops. They don't even dress them up like cops. Well, that's the other thing I often say, like always know two sides of the law. I mean, you don't have to like hang with it, but in case you can't get stuff done legally, mm. then there's always the other side. Like, you know, that's only if so, you've been really wrong. Like someone's bothered your sister. Like, all right, let's go to court. You know, we'll get, yeah. get this guy. Like, I still get out scot-free and like, all right, you know, got to make the call. And Tony is going to, you know, make sure he doesn't happen again, you know, but that that's where this comes in case. So um, I think it's, Ensign Inoue, who used to say he's a former MMA fighter, mm-hmm. he used to say that like there's only in Japan, 
there's only two ways to do this, right? If you have a problem, you can go, especially if it's like with a mobster, you can only go two ways, right? You can go one of two ways. You can't go both. You can go to the law like a regular civilian and have the, the law fix it for you. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to the mob and have the mob fix it for you. Have the Yakuza fix right. the issue with the guy. You can't use both. Right. If you go both, you're going to fuck shit up for you because now you're going to get them both mad at you because they're going to fight against each other, right? Right. And yeah. they don't want that. So, like, if you're going to be a civilian, be a civilian. Be a, right, right, right. But if, if you're going to be, you know, underground, and then, then keep it underground. Then keep it underground, and you keep, and that's now your life. Now all the all your all your problems and stuff are going to be fixed or handled through the yakuza. And so I imagine that there there's a little bit of that here, but it's a little more mixed because he's got his whole life entangled in both. He's yeah. a cop and a fucking mobster. Yeah, you know, or well, his his family is a his mobster, family's yeah. a mobster. Yeah, but then that's crazy because that this is the part of that that you know I think that we rarely see, and I don't want to paint the mob in a, in a good light or a bad light this is just like life and reality you know because you know uh, we see stuff like this sometimes where the mob or these criminal elements because of the people that are involved with them they'll do things like this they'll like protect the family they'll come and bring, oh, yeah. bring the family in and protect you and put you oh, over yeah. there but i mean for example in the neighborhood you know uh, we used to have a little bit of trouble with some of the bangers going around some of the gangs and they would come and like paint the fucking our, our sign or cause trouble and stuff like that and i forgot what it was like one time we had some vegetables out or some fruit and vegetables out on the on the street selling them off the street and uh some kids came by took a bunch of stuff and ran off before we can catch them right right so yeah. then we called the cops we we, we filled a, a report the cops came and so the cops were like we know where these kids are so they go and they just pick up a bunch of random kids, some kids that I guess were probably causing trouble for him, you know, for the cops. They, yeah. You know, they were gangbangers, but you know, not not it the kids, the, right? Not the exact ones, not yeah. the ones that caused the trouble. So the cops bring uh, grab these kids, they bring them around, and it's just like these are the kids, right? And my mom's like, no, these are not the kids. And, and and the cop is like, look, you don't have to be afraid. If these are the kids, let us know so that we can, you know take care of them. And my mom's like, I would tell you, cause I do want those kids caught, but these are not the kids. These are not, these kids are innocent. They have nothing to do with what's going on. And, and, and the cop is like, look, these kids here, they're going to cause trouble regardless. You sure? You know, it's one of those. Yeah. Like, are you sure? And my mom's like, I'm sure. Let them go. And so they let those kids go. But what happened afterwards was really interesting. Cause then the kids came back and they're like, look, thank you for not, getting us entangled with the cops. We appreciate it. Whatever you need, whenever you need it, just let us know. And since that point, after that, we never got any, any trouble with the gangs in that area. We still got held up, but that was probably from a different element. Yeah. Yeah, It probably had nothing to do with the gangs. You know, for all we know, they were just regular people being jerks. Right. But, but like these guys, they're, they looked out for the store after that. Okay. And so that's interesting because I mean, there's like, you could deal with it, with the cops, we didn't go to the we didn't go to the gangs and hey, hey help us with this. No, they offered, right? Yeah, because we would never we would never go to the gangs for help, right? We're civilians, your pocket. right? Yeah, exactly. We're civilians. We're going to go through the law. Right, they yeah. offered and they kept us safe for a while. Yeah, 
And that was interesting because there is honor in some of these guys. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't you didn't throw the blame on them just because they were part of whatever. Yeah, you know. And 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 that's the thing though. Go after the exact guy, not just blanket. That 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 that's exactly how I roll. Mm. You know, if it's someone that knows him, like tell them that I don't want you to do that crap anymore. I'm, it's not you. I'm not blaming you. I want you to go after the real guy. Yeah. Tell them. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, this that's the truth. It's just so weird. It's crazy, man. So then the 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 mob came up, picked up the family, moved them to another place. Right. And then home homeboy goes out and fucking and then like has a shootout with some guys on the street. Yeah, on the train. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, what what the fuck is going on? You know? Because he goes back to I think her name is Jax, and that yeah. is the Pam Greer, and because she was told to stay in the car, so they're trying to get the priest out. Uh, I don't know if the priest gets killed. I know they give him the stuff. The the because they escaped. They left the church to go and find like what slum hotel or place. The him and the other nun. But it was a knock at the door. She didn't really know anything. Uh, opens it up. They come in. They grab the priest. They start torturing. They already get word. This Steven Seagal comes in and they stop this. Then they're on the run. And the, with the shootout going on, the female cop, she gets shot. That's right. Pam Greer gets shot. Dude, I right. was so mad. Yeah. I don't remember what happens to Pam Greer after that. I was so mad. I was just like, they killed Pam Greer? How are you no. going to kill Pam Greer? Yeah, because she was told to stay in the car, but she heard the scuffle going on. Then she runs up. She gets shotgunned. Yeah. But she, she has her vest on. And she survives. And, and she survives. So is the other cop. And that kind of puts him, Steven Skull, through the through the rift because his whole world is going down. And he comes back to the main mobster's house in a cab. You know, he's all bloodied up. He's like, they, they got jacks. And then they find out that she's alive. Yeah. And then they go get the mail. Uh, one of the other cops is like, I, I got your mail just to let you know what's going on. And this photo was in there. They know where the family is. Even the mob has them or not. Jesus. So, Yeah. So he was like, all right, fine. He's in the car driving around. And this this is one of my favorite scenes. He drives through the neighborhood. Everyone knows him. Like he's like, you know, a vice cop. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Nico. And he's driving in the car. These guys come out of an ice cream truck with AR-15s, just let up his car. That's in, right. In broad daylight. <laughs> <laughs> in broad daylight, you know. But the way they shoot it, the screams. Yeah. Like, everyone, like, everyone get down, get in the house, get away from the window. I'm like, that's real Chicago right there. For real. All those sounds, it, the way they shot it, it looked very uber realistic. You know, not polished. You know, the people didn't look great at yeah. all. They looked like... It was I, it was super raw, dude. Like, there's, yeah. like, he was walking through the neighborhood, and there's, like, I think there's people that actually were in the movie who lived in that neighborhood. Yeah. Because there was people, like, hanging out the window, and I'm like, that guy doesn't look like a regular extra. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. He wouldn't look polished at all, man. Like, and then there was like a woman too, an old lady. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, with a wonky eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And I'm like, man, this is raw, dude. Yeah, yep, yep. Very raw. Very, you know, and that's when they had that fight sequence inside the, um, in the little convenience store. In the little convenience store. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Indian guy. And, and that's when he was like, you want to get down? That's when they start all doing all this martial arts stuff. Yeah. That, that that was like one of the few other martial arts scenes in the whole movie, man. Because there's, there's really only about two. Yeah, 
and he yeah. really messed that people he really messed he messed the store up and he messed yeah. those people up real oh, good yeah yeah he was breaking arms they would <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i mean that's when the, that's when the stakes actually turn up in the movie because they literally sent out five assassins yeah that he later finds out when they go to ces show what it was here in chicago before he had to go out to vegas mm. it used to be at the mccormick place i've gone one year and it probably was around that same time. CES left Chicago around about what, 92, and that movie came out in, in 88. 88. Right. And I went there. That was the year Terminator was coming on uh, that. Sorry, not even DVD yet. That was VHS. Ooh, we're old, buddy. Oh, but yeah, yeah. And my stepdad at the time, he came with us because they had the video game section. You could play like the Super Nintendo. It wasn't out yet. Uh, no, Super, Super Nintendo was coming out, but it was the Famicom, but we didn't get it here, here yet. Anyway, they had the uh, surround sound set up, and that's where at the CS show, my, my stepdad's like, we're getting this, and we yeah. most certainly did. We got the bow set up, we got the the receiver, and yeah, we had the full, you know, five-speaker center channel, real, you know, subwoofer, yeah, we did dude, all that. Dude, I once worked a, a show, I was security for this one show, and it was all, it was like a audiophile type show okay and it was the first time i ever heard the name bose <laughs> and they were at the the floor i was on because they they had this uh show on like in a hotel and so okay. they had different security guards on every floor and i was standing in this floor and a few funny things happened first of all i was the only spanish speaker in the whole building okay so there there was like a soccer game in chicago at that point and a bunch of people from Spain were in town. Okay. And all these Spanish people were coming down to my floor to ask me questions about where is this, where is that. I, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I, you know, go to the concierge. And like, the concierge doesn't speak Spanish, motherfucker. Tell me where I can find a good hot dog. <laughs> you know, so like, I got a lot of that. You know, I like at one point I was like doing uh, runs, so, so I was walking up and down the the aisles and stuff and and the floors. And so I would pass some of these rooms up where they were having some of these like, you know, speakers and they had like the biggest motherfucking Bose speakers in some of these rooms. Yeah. And I was blown away by the clarity and the fucking awesomeness of these fucking speakers, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to afford one of these one day, <laughs> but I want one bad. You yeah. Know? The Bose is the stuff. Yeah. They still are, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually had uh, Bose ear uh, headphones and earbuds, and I remember something wore out. The foam wore out. I sent it in. They just sent me a new pair. God damn it! Yeah, and it was like, yeah, as long as you have them, they're good. We'll we'll do that, you know. And uh, I remember I was gonna make myself a custom pair of headphones, like you could send in what you wanted is going to be like 500 bucks. I'm just like, I just couldn't justify it. But now Apple actually has these studio headphones you can get for 500 bucks. And it's like this one of the door guys at a bar I go to, you know, it's one of those like real, you know, clubby, you know, loud music one. He has them. I was like, dude, I know what those are. I'm like, yeah, I know what they are too. I bought them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, like, how are you, you know, I work at, you know, nine to five, you know, corporate job and you like a door, you know, but I don't know what else he does. And, you know, but yeah, he had these $500 earbud, uh, earphones, man. Damn, bro. Those yeah, Bose, I, Bose is the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Bose is, yeah. We got, we have a speaker we bought a long time ago that was like 
specifically for um, uh, the Apple iPod. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We still have it. It still works. It still sounds amazing. And oh. now we got an attachment for it. Yeah. So that we can just Bluetooth to it. We still, it still works. It's still okay. a wonderful piece of uh, of equipment. Oh, yeah. so yeah, that was the one that connected the top, right? You can put your, your yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. All in one. Yep, I remember the one. Yeah, yeah You yeah, know yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Because when it first came out, there was all this heat around it. It was so fucking badass. Right, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they changed the plug on it, because now everyone uses a different plug. But now you can get an adapter for those, so you can yep. still do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. I got a little Bluetooth adapter. I snap onto it, and boom, we're good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, anyway, uh, crap, where were we? So... They shoot up the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They up shoot everyone. up the car and then he beats the shit out of everybody in that little store. But I, one thing I do wanted to like point out was like me and my wife were sitting there is like this would get him in so much trouble. Like granted, oh, yeah. it's self-defense, right? Because yeah, these yeah. guys shot at him. Yeah. But then he continues to beat the crap out of him after he's disarmed them and everything. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I guess it's still the self-defense. Well, yeah, because he tried to call 911 to bring him in. And then that's when the fight breaks out. Like one dude, he was like, you can't drop us all. And he just straight shoots him. Yeah, he does straight shoot him. <laughs> he does. He's like, it's five of us. You can't take us all on, badass. Like, mm. bam. He's yeah. like, I'll get A for effort. And that's when everyone <laughs> realizes, like, he's serious. They put their hands up. <laughs> so, like, okay, I, I don't know if that's – I think that would get him in trouble. That would get him in trouble, yeah. Because, I mean but- – they shot up. They shot at him first, right? Yeah, they shot his car up. I mean, they basically, yeah, they were trained assassins. Yeah, and so and then, then he, he shoot. He straight out. I mean, of course, they miss him. You know, yeah, uh, like every yeah. there, there, there must have been like at least a hundred bullets being shot. Oh yeah, not a single one even grazed his ass. Right. Yeah, right. he just straight out with one bullet, not missing once. Yeah, shoots the one bad guy. Yeah, yeah, kills one of them. You know. Yeah, yeah. He leaves him in the street. He takes the rest into the store. <laughs> but then he needs to get more information and then he hacks he go that's when he goes to the cs show he meets the japanese lady mm-hmm. which i don't know where he knows her from you know maybe something in the past that does this even told where yeah. he knows her from she somehow breaks into the cia through the mccormick place computer thing that's set up i mean that's where i go for hacking <laughs> <laughs> when I want to hack the CIA, that, that's where I go. I go to McCormick Place. <laughs> right, right. This shit breaks in, yeah, and then basically finds out like those those five assassins were sent directly for him, and that's where it's like, what did who did you piss off? Like you're target number one for the CIA right now. Yeah, you know, you, <laughs> you know, the police don't got your back. The FBI is against you. You know. Man. And uh, and then he also gets dirt on the FBI because I think he was in a hotel room with some young woman or whatever. And he, you know, like, aren't you married? And that's what he tells Agent Neely to jump into the the lake. Oh yeah, that's right. He tells old boy to jump in the lake, and yeah. that shit that shit was funny. I'm yeah, like, yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> so okay, so you've uh, so far the shit that you've done, uh, Mr. Police Officer, Mr. Nico. Yeah. Uh, you've wiretapped illegally. Yeah, yeah. You've forced entry and kidnapped people without yeah. a warrant. Yeah. You know, uh, you've also uh, shot a man in, in the middle of the street and then yeah. proceeded to kick the shit out of his friends. Yeah. Um, to the point of like, ouch, like way ouch, like you're broken stuff. <laughs> right, right. You know, like, so there's, you know, there's all, you know, just a few, just to name a few, right? Then he kissed that FBI. 
Yeah, and then he hires someone to hack the FBI. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? So, but, like, dude, but, like, how are you not fucking in jail yet? You but know? at the same time, though, when he catnips the FBI guy, remember, that's what he says, like, all right, you know. Oh, yeah, you're... that's the second kidnapping attempt. Or right. the second kidnapping. Because he kidnapped that girl, and now he kidnapped FBI, bro. Not yeah, just anybody. FBI guy. You kidnap FBI. You kidnap FBI. You're lucky that later on that guy is like on your side, right? Because he eventually uh, convinces him. Because they, he takes that FBI guy, he kidnaps him. He takes yeah. him to the evidence to the, locker. To the evidence locker, and they mm-hmm. find out that the C4 that they've been that was confiscated from the engine block earlier in the movie mm-hmm. is no longer there. That it got taken out the moment it showed up. Yep. Yep. And, and now that's what. Have, um, go ahead. And that's what the FBI guy was like, all right, now I'm kind of on your side. Like, there's something bigger going on here. I don't like your methods of what you're doing. Yeah. But, but you know, when that that guy in the evidence locker that says that, that C4 has been uh, already checked out, he was in the Blues Brothers. Oh, really? He, yeah. <laughs> nice. He's the, he's the guy that says, uh, authorized, deadly use to apprehend the Blues Brothers. He has the, uh, the walkie-talkie. <laughs> he, he, too is a, he, he, too, is a former cop. Nice. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. <laughs> but dude, yeah. dude, I was like, how am I going to talk about this movie, bro? <laughs> dude, dude yeah. like, I, I, shit, we're going to have to do this again. Like, what other movies can you do this with? Oh. Like, I've never, like, you have so much information about this, some of this shit. <laughs> I, I love this movie a lot, and I, I did look some stuff up. There's someone we should see if we can try to get. It's, it'd be a running joke. For another podcast, his name is Michael Koo. Okay. Uh, he's a produced. No, he's not produced. He's a grip. But it was a running joke where we were looking at the Avengers, and someone just like, "See, you know people in movies." And I was like, "Oh yeah, Michael Koo." I just looked at a a, a key grip name going by. Yeah. End up going on IMDb. This key grip guy has worked on all awesome movies, nice. and it was just like it's a running joke. I was like, you know, one day we should interview this michael ku guy it's like you should do it see i'm like nah, i'm not gonna do it i'm like you know what you have the platform let's see if we can find this guy <laughs> you know <laughs> dude i've had i've had uh one of our again another former friend or i shouldn't say former friend but another former classmate of ours pedro guillon he now lives in spain you know peter oh. tall peter he used tall to hang out peter. with everett yeah 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 i remember vaguely yeah yeah you're, you're ahead of me yeah, yeah. Well, this cat, this cat was was he's super cool, man. I interviewed him. I have him. I had him on the podcast, dude. He has. What is he, what is he doing in Spain? Sp- well, I, I, he moved out there. He couldn't take it no more here. You know. Okay. Like he just had it, and I don't blame him. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Plus, I mean, dudes, dudes, an American, fluent in Spanish. Okay. Okay. Like he's not even Latin. Oh wow. Know? And he can speak Spanish better than you in that world, better than me. I don't know if you can speak I would Spanish. Have, I, I cannot, <laughs> uh, actually, you know, my wife is learning Spanish right now just for shits and giggles. You know? yeah. Well, Spanish in terms of phonetics is very close to Japanese. So I'm sure she'll have an easier time trying to pronounce it. Although yeah. I, I wonder, you know, like, I, and also like reading it, if you learn the basics, you know, it's an easier language to learn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, you use it a lot too. So you especially work with people in the kitchens or you know, I know tons of kitchen people and mm. kitchen Spanish and stuff like that. That's what I that's what I was learning. That's what people used to always make fun of me. It was like since in the kitchen, I'm like, I'm trying to help out. 
You know? <laughs> He's like, you don't belong back here. This is us. I'm like, I can go where I want to go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, yes. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I interviewed that guy. And he's, he's fluent Spanish. Now he lives in Spain. And okay. I was just, just a little jealous. Just a little bit. Because Spain is dope, bro. You've been. You've been to Spain. I've been to Spain. I like Spain a lot. You know, I mean, I've only, I was only there for like, you know, two, three days or whatever. I thought it was so cool, man. I really liked it there. I really, really did. I but, like their canned fish. I, I like that they, they can their, uh, there's, they have like, you know, premier sardines hmm. in can form, like mussels and stuff like that. I saw there was an Anthony Bourdain tour I saw that looked great. Like, I, you know, they had the, you know, drinking wine from the Lepron, you know, they do this thing with, you know, the, the spout and they, you got to keep it going. So I pour it and pour it and pour it. You just got to keep it going until you empty it out. And it's like a, a Spanish thing you do for a harvest, a certain like, uh, what do they call it? The green onions, you know, mm-hmm. the long, the long green onions, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll do that for that harvest. And then they'll, I think they cook it with something and you eat the perones with the fish or whatever type of thing. I was like, I'm down for that. You know, <laughs> It was really, it was really interesting to be in Spain too, because like everybody was so thin, like not like, like thin to a point of malnutrition. Just everybody looked so good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're not eating the model soda, motor glate, you know, you know, high fructose corn juice and stuff we're drinking. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't give us all. They don't. They give us all that nonsense. They don't have that over there. Right, right. And that's how our body's like. What is that? I can't process it. And now you know it was tubby. Yeah, yeah, you know. <clears throat> yeah, and no, no lie. I mean, that's that's the for real truth because the bread over there tastes different. Oh yeah, yeah. They're using real flour. We got some, mon, you know, monoglutin, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it's not real. What you got to put a mono hybrochlorite nights. You can't know. even pronounce it, man. I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I don't even dare. <laughs> yeah, you look know? at the back of your stuff, man. Yeah. You know, it's all this. Yeah. You're gonna get a tongue spring, you know. You're right, gonna yeah. spring your your fucking tongue trying to fucking say that or, shit, or just a, a degree, even saying the word, like yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, but dude, like, just not to continue on, but like, uh, I had a sandwich out there. Mm-hmm. I call them bocadillos, right? Mm-hmm. I had a bocadillo out there, dude. There was nothing on there except cheese, meat, and bread. No mayo, no lettuce, no fucking bean sprouts, and it was delicious. It's better than the sandwiches I've had here. Is and it better than Jersey Mike, though, dude, it, it I, is. I know, I know, it is. But Jersey Mike is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just want me to piss off Jersey Mike? <laughs> no, 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 no. They're our sponsor. This is yeah, Sorry, Jason Mike. Sorry, Jersey Mike. Bocadillos are better. <laughs> Oh no, but God. no lie, bro. Like, there's nothing on there, and it was delicious. It was like the best tasting sandwich I've ever had. But anyway, well, it's uh, natural. Yeah, it's all natural. Like, it, all the flavor was in the bread. What was the meat the, though? Was it? Was it? Um, they. I've had a few different ones. Uh, one was like uh, chorizo, which was mm-hmm. like not really like chorizo how we know it as a Mexican. You know, it's it's like a cold cut there. But then they were they had. Um, I've also had like. Prosciutto. Pork and prosciutto and all kinds oh. of oh, all kinds, dude, delicious, delicious. I remember, I remember right. my um, my wife's family when they were younger. They actually snuck um, a whole uh, prosciutto leg back in the suitcase. <laughs> like nowadays, you can't go through customs with that, but yeah, no. they were able to get it. <laughs> wow, smuggling fucking pork 
know, yeah. or, or beef or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Somebody like to eat. Yeah, they like to eat over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't blame them. Uh, <laughs> I like to eat too. I have the same problem. So, okay. So he shoots up all those people uh, or beats all those people up in the convenience store, moves on. And then from there, he ends up getting caught, doesn't he? Well, he, he gets the list. He doesn't get caught until he does the um, the stakeout. And that's when Nelson finds him on the roof. That's when he finds him on the mm. roof. Oh, okay. I thought he, that was earlier on. But yeah, you're right. He, he, call, he calls him on the phone. He's like, you, you should know better than call on an open line. Yeah. You know, with all the stuff we used to do back in the day. And then he finds him on the roof. And then he's like, I'm going to bring you in. But he's trying to get him away. And that's when the drug dealer guy shows up with all, all the Chicago cronies, like all had joined in with the Sagon guy. Yeah. The guy, the guy who ran the, the bar, he's there with him. And then the main drug dealer guy. Silvano, you mean? Yeah, Silvano. Yeah, Silvano's there. <clears throat> and then he's like, Oh, you you got our boy. Why don't you bring him in? He's like, um, yeah. And he's trying to get him away. That's when the shootout happens. Fox gets killed. Um and then that's when they're going to interrogate him. But they're interrogating him in the hotel that the center is at. Like, they're going to do the hit. They are going to go through with it. Yeah. And so Seagal gets away, gets loose, even though he gets injected with the drug. But, yeah. He, well, yeah. that was funny, too, because they tied him down, right? Yeah. There was yeah. this whole scene in the parking lot that we missed. And I can't remember where that happened in the movie. But that's how, They shoot that down on uh, Madison. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Madison and and uh, and like Wabash around there. Yeah, like in between Wabash, it was a parking lot between Wabash and fucking Michigan Avenue. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, that's when he backs the car out, and the the little drug dealer guy goes Flips out off. the window, <laughs> falls on the, it falls on the L, on the uh, the L tracks on the Green Line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hear, hear Zap like. Zzz. So you yeah. know he hit the third rail. So like, screw that guy. Yeah, he's done. He, right. he hit the giant fucking human fly trap. You know, right? Just... <laughs> right. It, it even blew blue. Like you saw the, the, the blue light. Like just, you know. Yeah. And then they do a a thing where he's driving the car with no tires. His tires get shot out, and he's going down the the parking ramp, hitting every wall you could hit. You know, sparks everywhere. You know. That was one of my favorite scenes too, because dude's <laughs> dude is like you see the car, the car is struggling, right? It's like yeah, yeah. right, right, it's right. Like, it's like wiggling and stuff. It's like you know, <laughs> and, and there's sparks flying out of the fucking out of the wheel because there's no tire on it, right? Right, right. right. And the he's hitting the car scraping. He, yeah, the bottom of the car scraping. He's hitting that car. He's hitting that car. He's hitting the wall. He's yeah. And so then, like, and then you they cut to Steven Seagal in the car driving, and he's like driving like it's Sunday and shit. Right, you're right, <laughs> right, right. I'm like, dude, where's all the sparks? Where all the fucking all the all the things you're hitting? Like, you don't see that, you know? Like, you guys could have done a better job matching those shots. Right, right. <laughs> but I and guess then, that's where you get a little bit of that black exploitation, like filmmaking, you know? Right, you know? right. Cheesiness here and there. Yeah, exactly. Well, he once once this guy gets the fugitive and under siege, it's much more polished from that point on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, a lot of his family members, the director's family members, are also in the movie too. Actually, the lady that plays his mom is the director's mom, if I'm oh. not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, because her name is Davis. I'm like, hmm. You know, I started looking into her, but I believe so. I think that's his mom. That's awesome. Kind of, kind of doing uh, the the uh, what's who who else does that a lot? What's his name? Uh, Scorsese. No, like he, the whole nepotism thing. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know the scene where you know uh, Richie. Uh, what's his name? Uh, where they're they're cutting the garlic. No, not cutting the garlic. Remember, he asked. He like, can I use this knife, Ma? I need a. Mm. I gotta get the hoof, the 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 hoof from the deer. That's Scorsese's mom in Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, the, that uh, Joe Pesci's like, I need. Can I use this butcher knife? So that's so it's, the, you know, it's the same type of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Um, but then yeah, these, all these CIA agents then come swarm the car. Once it comes out, they crash into him, so he can't leave. Box them in, ditch their cars, all those you know, Seagull and and drive off. <clears throat> Take them to this hotel where they do an interrogation and do the you know leather glove. Yeah, and they got to rough him up because he wants to get back to Steven Seagal anyway. This is, this is the same guy from the beginning of the movie. You know, he beats him up. You know, he's a guy like I'll I'll bust you up. You know, he's like I'll make you disappear, and that's when he does his move. Yeah, and that's when he's like, you got to get out of here. Anyway, he's like, I remember me like long. You know, we meet again. You know, now you're gonna get a taste of the medicine. You're on the other side of it now. You're all tied up. You know. Yeah, and then he jacked him, and then he starts like freaking out, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, he's done now." Yeah, yeah, you know. And but I'm he, like, "How's he gonna get out of this?" And he fights it, you know. They let him go because they think he's high, you know. They think they got him yeah. doped up with the hair and whatever they got him. But he still saves the day, yeah. you know. You well, know, he, he did this really interesting move. So he like smacks everybody around, right? And he grabs the one bad guy that was after him from the beginning that you're talking about uh uh Sagan right yeah, Sagan. yeah yeah played by Henry Silva so yeah. then he he jumps on that guy and he grabs him in like an arm bar yeah uh, from, breaks his, and breaks his arm yeah, right yeah and I remember seeing that move and then trying it all my friends Oh I'm like, shit! Yeah, I'm, I'm, an, ass- yeah. I'm an asshole. Anyway, <laughs> so like I remember seeing that. And I'm like, hey, dude, check this out. I saw this on this fucking movie, and I like grab the arm. I'm like, look, look, look. And they go, like, oh, oh, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, because it's yeah. yeah. And then and like, there's no concept, especially back then. There was no concept for me, like the tap. Pain. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. You know, just like you know, I didn't break anybody's arm, but I'm like, look, look at how fucking scary this is. It's like, yeah, it's scary. Let the fuck go. You know. Right. And yeah. it's the same knife arm too. He was just before he was doing the thing. He was just like, ah, I did. He breaks his back too. Oh he, yeah, yeah. He does that move where he just picks him up by his back and just yeah snaps it. I was like, Jesus, man. Yeah, all I could think about was like, was that necessary? You yeah. know, like <laughs> I don't think you need to you know do all that. I think breaking the arm was I think enough. Like most people right. would be like, fuck, I'm done fighting. You know, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's what it leads to. The Chicago cops get word that a hit's going on, and then you see a drugging Tuscany, you know, bloodied up, coming in, passing out, and then that's when they all the, the senator gets word of what was going on that he stopped it, and then they wait to him heal, and then they interview him in the house, and then mm-hmm. that's who's like, "I'll tell you everything you need to know," and uh, this is what happened, and they're all taken. They got a stenographer there, and they're doing a deposition, and then that works its way to that senator going to Washington D.C. talking about. The power that the government has, which needs to be checked. No one's above the law. And then the law, yeah. yeah. Then it ends with the saxophone music. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh. But yeah. 
It's, a, it's cheesy, but it's semi-true. And that's the thing I was just thinking about it not that long ago. What made me think about it, like looking at all the stuff going on and in the news and the media about information. and Dude, yeah, yeah. holy shit, dude. Okay, so look, I'll be honest. I was afraid I was going to roast this movie. <laughs> I was afraid that I was going to go into this movie and be like, don't watch this movie. Now all I can think about is like, okay, before you watch this movie, listen to this podcast, <laughs> listen to Sid, talk about this fucking movie, then go watch it. Yeah. Because the movie strange. will be a thousand times better. Like there's all this <laughs> shit that I didn't know about in this fucking movie. And yeah. you just made this movie good. Like yeah, it has a lot of holes. It wasn't it wasn't fully explained, but I think just watching it again recently, uh-huh. Cause I had to rent it. You know, my wife has the uh Amazon account. To watch, to you know, if I don't see it, I don't see it. You know, like ah, you know, she was like, oh, why don't you rent it? So I rented it. And I was like, yeah, let me let me watch up for this for this film. And I wanted my son to watch it. He just, once he saw like one arm get broke or someone being tortured, he was you out. know, yeah, he just like, oh, too many knives. Someone's like, nothing's gonna happen. I know the movie. I'm not gonna sit you down. There's no nudity, you know. <laughs> There's yeah. a little bit of drugs here and there, son, but you can just right. turn a blind eye to that. Right, right, right. He had questions like, why are people putting sugar up their nose? Like, ah, oh, that's something else. Uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> it's not sugar. <laughs> so, like, holy cow, man. Like, so what the experience in my house was, so my wife was like, you know, just complaining about the movie and rightfully so, because there's a lot of plot holes. Right. Like, yeah. But I mean, part of it is because of the the filmmaker's experience and his his tendency as a filmmaker, right? Because yeah, yeah. he works in that genre, right? And that genre is like this. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the genre is crazy, and there's plot holes and there's leaps and stuff, and it changes the, the 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 trajectory of the story. I mean, it started as a drug movie and then turned into this C four thing, and right, then it yeah. went back to like drugs and power and. Because it wasn't about the drugs or the powers. I mean, the drugs and the, the C4, it was about the power that, that was being misused by these these agencies, right? Right, yeah. And people yeah. at the top, you know, taking advantage of other people. Right. But, uh, right. And trying to cover things up in, in right. the process. So, like, um, but at the same time, again, as as the bad guys are using their power for their own gain, Steven Seagal is doing the same fucking thing. Yes. That the bad guys are doing, but for good, quote unquote. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, honestly, I think at some points it seems like it's more vengeful than it was actual for good. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Near the end. Yeah. That's based. I think that's due to the writing. Yeah. And and for that for the times because I think back then as a cop. Like, yeah, all the cop movies, like Blues Brothers, cars flipping left and right, driving through things, driving through the mall, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, Dirty Harry, you know, just mm-hmm. pulling out a hand cannon, you know, blowing people away, you know. <laughs> that, that, was, that was the thing back then. That was, that was movie making. But, I mean, especially back then, we all knew, especially when you look at some of these movies now, you're like, they're so far-fetched. Oh yeah, you know that it's entertainment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something happened along the way where people were like, "Well, this is not real. We got to make this shit realer," and that's when you get movies like Batman Begins, where it's still fantasy, but they try to ground it really hard in the reality. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know, man, that, that's a little much. But I think that's one of the things that was fun about movies, like for example, um, Rush Hour, 
Rush yeah. Hour. I love the fuck out of Rush Hour. Oh yeah, Rush Hour. Yeah, yeah. But but that movie also doesn't hold up too well, only because uh, just Chris Tucker's general like you know comedy that he uses in the movie doesn't yeah, yeah. hold up. It'll get you canceled nowadays. You oh know? yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. but that movie those that movie had taken the whole uh, 80s movie genre and kind of blew it up and said, look at how ridiculous this is. Because one of the first things that happens is Chris Tucker in that movie, he blows up a car and yes. then the, blows the, up a street. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the, 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 his, his boss pulls him in, yells at him. And then he eventually ends up giving him a job with the, with the CIA or the yeah, FBI yeah. or whoever yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. A babysitting job. Yeah. yeah a babysitting job. And he's like, you know, Oh, I thought I was in trouble. He's like, you're not in trouble. You know, sometimes we still got to let them know that we can blow shit up. Right, 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 <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> it's just like, that's, that's what's fun about that movie. Cause you know, it's a fucking joke, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, it's just, I, I kind of miss movies like that. Uh, well, yeah, I think now like if you did certain stuff, it would almost seem abusive, but I think you have to show, I've been thinking about an idea like that too. Like it has to be a bad guy that, you, you no one's no one likes yeah. so if you if you handcuff him like he has to do something heinous so if you handcuff him and he happens to fall down three flights of stairs even the audience agrees with him like oh this guy's bad like he's been bothering women he's bothered children yeah you know just like oh screw this guy this guy's trash <laughs> so, you would, i would love it if they would if they made like a, a, a like a super good cop and a really bad cop like yeah. you have a like the steve you have a steven seagal character type cop yeah who's just breaking all the fucking rules no fucking warrants no nothing and you have this goody two-shoes cop who's right. like no don't do that that search that's unlawful search and seizure don't don't stop stop that you can't do right. that you know unnecessary roughness we'll get jail time for that you right. know like have this one guy who's a goody two-shoes cop who's just fucking uh, worried about all the liability, <laughs> you know, and then well, you have this one cop who's just flying off the cuff all the time. You well, know? I, that I, isn't that the the uh, was it the 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 Mark Wahlberg and um the good guys. Was that the good guys or the nice guys? Yeah, the good guys. Oh, the nice yeah, yeah. is it the good guys or the nice guys with uh, uh Colin Farrell? No, no, no. The Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will, Will Ferrell. I'm sorry. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell and uh. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, was it is it the is it the nice guy or the other guys? The other guys. It's the other guys. It's the yeah, other the, guys. The nice guys was the private that has uh not Jake Gyllenhaal. It has um Yes, it's night uh, is the nice guys. Uh or the other guys, I'm sorry. The other guys uh directed by Adam McKay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 2010, PG-13. So yeah. yeah. And the original guys, that was Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock. Right. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. like the super cops. Yeah, they're super cops. But they were so like out of touch. They would win. They would do so many cases. Like they jumped off the roof and thinking <laughs> that they could survive because they were just always like the top. They were the ace cops of the of the department. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> that movie is funny. That movie is funny. It is, a good, it is, it is funny. And the only thing I like about that movie is when Will Ferrell he was the police accountant. <laughs> yeah. He was like some kind of nerd, a desk jockey. Right, right. But he did that on purpose because he was a pimp in, in college. Remember? 
I don't remember this. Oh yeah, he was a pimp. Like it was some girls that like, they need to make extra money, but they need the bodyguard. And then one chick came to him about doing. It. He's like, all right, yeah, I'll create your schedule or whatever. Next thing you know, she had like fifteen other girls, and he's up there being their protection. And he got the name Gator. He started <laughs> having a, a grill. And he had like a gun and a knife, and they showed like pounds of cocaine. He's like, I went down a dark path, and I won't do that anymore. <laughs> and then he ends up with Eva Mendez, who kind of gives him. And that's when Mark Wahlberg was like, "Who's this chick?" He's like, "This is my wife." Like, how do you have her as a wife when you're a nerd? she's a doctor too her name is dr sheila gamble yeah 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 and she and he treats her like shit too no he treats her right no 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 but no 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 no. he 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 like ignores her and stuff like like oh yeah yeah because yeah he doesn't want to go that was their way of how to do things without going too crazy because she pulled him from this his dark side oh is that what it is yeah 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 oh she yeah. saved him she tamed the wild man yeah she tamed him yeah yeah and that's why he's like and i i do the most safest job as a cop i'm an accountant accountant yeah. for the police <laughs> and he has a wooden gun yeah <laughs> he doesn't carry a real gun he carries a wooden gun around will ferrell is hit or miss for me sometimes sometimes i'll watch a movie and i'm like i can't watch this anymore i'm turning this off <laughs> Dude, dude's too wacky. This is well, like Elf. Elf, I have not watched all the way through. I cannot watch Elf all the way through. I, I can't watch Elf either. <laughs> Some people think that's like the Christmas fucking miracle, man. Like, I, I can't watch that movie. I don't he's like just, it. He's just too goofy. He's too goofy. He's too goofy. Yeah. Santa, I know him. Yeah. I know people like that too. Like, oh my God. I have said that. Like, oh my God, I know this guy. Like, no, you don't. And I show a picture. Like, I do. You know? <laughs> 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 Once again, at the, people are like, Sid, you just, how do you do it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, seriously, how do you do that shit? Like, I seriously. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm also doing the uh, the Will Ferrell character. I'm I'm purposely trying to stay safe because I know if I go out to LA, it's it's going to get crazy. It's going to it's going to get wild. <laughs> your wife, your wife tamed you, man. Yes, yes. You're doing it for the sake of the wife. Yes, I'm staying here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm behaving myself. I swear. Right. right. <laughs> oh, dude, man. But yeah, above the law. Yeah, I, I love that movie. The, the other one I like is Alpha Justice. That's a good. Dude, I like all those like like those four movies we mentioned: Out for Justice, Mark for Death, uh, Above the Law, Under Siege. Yeah, I think there's a couple. I think there's a couple more. But I was I was a big fan of fucking Steven Seagal, and and I really dug Aikido. Although, and at one point I did want to study Aikido. But all the places were up north, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go all the way over there for Aikido. The music you're listening to is titled Calor de Verano, and that's by Beba. You can find that over at Epidemic Sound. Now, for those of you who do not know, Epidemic Sound provides a service for you to use their music with a license. So you pay a low monthly fee, and you get access to all this wonderful music. They got reggaeton, they got hip-hop, they got it all. So should you decide to go over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description. Also, the Floral Podcast is now partners with Titan Fitness. I personally have the T2 rack. I believe it's 71 inches, and it fits perfectly in my basement. It is a beautiful piece of equipment. I love it, and it serves its purpose, and the price was killer. So if you're looking for ways to outfit your gym or your home gym, make sure you check out Titan Fitness. And when you do, use my referral link in the description. Now, 
Wow, you know, Sid really dropped some knowledge on this one. I was really surprised. You know, I watched this movie and I was like, uh, I don't know. This might be, you know, I don't know if this is going to hold up. But sitting through this and talking it out with Sid, man, I, I kind of dig this movie now. It's got a little history for me now. So uh, do I recommend this movie? Eh, it's kind of a tough call. I would say you need to listen to this podcast before you watch that movie. But that's just my opinion. So now if you want to follow my guest, Sid Strong, he runs under the name Foot Clan, all one word, on Instagram. And if you want to follow me, Edgar Otraves, you can find me on Instagram under the name Edgar Otraves, or you can follow the show under the name The Flow Roll, all one word. And if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcast at, and press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening. This is Edgar Otraves. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Ladies.